We're back. Another week, another snarf talk. Snarf talk in the house. We are back. I can give you house, 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 house. Oh, I don't know that one. It's a techno song. I don't do techno, Chris. Like, were you into raves? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm a bit of a raver. You're a raver. No, I not, would never have guessed. No, not at all. Like really a, big into glow stick parties um, and stuff? in Mexico in Acapulco. There's this big club. Okay, I can't remember what it's called. Acapulco Club. It's a big club though, and it's like one of the biggest clubs in the world. I really? think it's won all the awards for like music and lights in the world. No way. Is that where they found all the headless bodies? Probably. Um, big club in Acapulco. Anyway. Um, they have, like, um, this. It's like they have the, all these people that come out in like a parade and do this dance, and the lights are insane. And it's crazy, and they're always playing techno songs. And one of them is this like clearly German techno song that's like, "Yeah, I can give you sex, I can <laughs> give you drugs, I can give you house." Oh, and it goes sex, drugs, house, and then wow, crazy. Anyway. Is it Ramstein? Oh, it's called Palladium. 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 And anyway, I went there. And when we went there, it was not like a peak tourist time. Okay. It was not spring break. Yeah. We were the only table of people. <laughs> That's it. We were the only people table of people, but they kept doing everything like normal. No kidding. Yeah. They we, still put the whole production on. The whole show. The whole shebang. The whole shebang. And there was like eight of table. us there at one table, and we were drinking pitchers of tequila. Oh, like a whole pitcher of tequila. No way. I swear that's to God, not yes. good for you. Yeah, we did. But that's bad for your body. You know, tequila is so much better in Mexico. It's sipping tequila. It's drinking tequila. It's not like but Jose I mean, pitchers, shots. Okay, you know? so pitchers don't feel like the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's you're, everybody's got a double shot glass, right? There's eight people. Uh-huh. Pitcher doesn't go that far when you're just taking a shot. Take another shot. I guess it depends on the size of pitcher, but when you're talking double shot, I that's mean, two ounces. I can give you house, Jerry. So, well, right. That's true. <laughs> you got the house with um, that. But yeah, that Palladium place, man, it was huge. And I think it won, it won some like nightclub awards in the world. All right. I believe you. Good for uh, Palladium. <laughs> um, hey, a little bit of news for you, Jerry. Okay. Did you know that the Snarf Talk co- poster contest... Oh. Coloring contest yes. is underway. It is underway. It has it's closed now for entries, obviously, as of last Thursday, one week ago. Um and we are starting to disseminate the pictures. Yes. Send them out in the world. They are leaving. They've been printed. We have shipping tubes. Yes. They're we, being tubed to tubed, you pneumatically through like long distance pneumatic tubes. Yeah. We have like you have in like the the bank line. You know those vacuum tubes? Yeah. We've got that set up around the world, the world <laughs> to where we can just... Yeah. In a tube. It's amazing. Our how farthest traveling poster will be to Honolulu, Hawaii. Hawaii. I don't know what it's going to cost to ship there. <laughs> I don't know either, but we'll find We're out. We're going to lose our asses on that one. Yeah, that one. that one's going the distance. He's going the distance. Do, 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 do. He's going for speed. My name is Cake. I love Cake. They're one of my favorite bands. Of They're all, time. all right. Sheep go to heaven. Didn't you just tell me over the weekend? Oh, we had a Snarf Talk road trip. We did have a Snarf. But let, before we get into the road trip. Yeah. Um, so if you are in the coloring contest, have no fear. 
your posters will come out. You still have plenty of time to do them. Yes. If for some reason you can't get them, just we'll figure it out. Yeah, you have seven weeks to color a picture. Six by the time they get it. Yeah, probably. And then all you got to do is email it to us. Just take a picture, scan it with your phone, do what you got to do, send it to info at snarfcomics.com, and then we get it, we judge it. If you win... Keep your shipping tube. Please keep the shipping tube. Because otherwise you're going to have to find your own means of shipping and we don't want them folded. No. If you keep the shipping tube, all you got to do is slap a label on it and it's good to go. And we get it back. And that, but that means you've won. You've won and you're going to win like $150 worth of crap. Absolutely. All going to you. Amazon gift card and a hoodie. Yes. Um, to whatever size you want. We're not just going to ship a random size. You get, you get the right size. Yeah. As long as it's extra large. As long as it's extra large. <laughs> that's it. Um, anyway, Snarf Talk road trip for the win. Yeah. So we had a road trip and we went camping in Wisconsin. Going camping. We went camping in Wisconsin. Had a lot of cheese. Yeah. I did eat a lot of cheese with Greg. I ate a lot of cheese. Uh, Howdy had a bunch of, a big bag of cheese and we ate a lot of cheese one night. But um, you told me during that trip that Cake was a jam band. I said they, they're, okay. I don't know if they'd be considered technically a jam band or not. I don't know. But if you see them live, they will do jam. They will jam. They're like an alt band, right? Like a alt pop. Um, alternative pop i don't know i don't know i have no idea what you'd consider them but you told me that they were at a jam band concert and i was like cake is a jam band if you if you see them live they will jam okay meaning they will play for long periods of time without Mm -hmm. a distinct like song right no end in sight but i think i was maybe conflating them a little bit with mo who is a jam band i also very much love okay um, cake is definitely more mainstream than any of the other jam bands that for sure we're at the jam band festival and that's what it was called you know it was called summer camp oh okay it was in chillicothe illinois and it was like nothing i've ever experienced in my <laughs> life Jerry. really i was a fresh-faced innocent youth youth okay. youth i was uh, i was in college so i was probably over 21 but we uh yeah but really you're still pretty young yeah we camped out for the weekend at this festival and had a great time. You had dreads. I did not have dreads. Cornrows. It's really weird. You go to that type of a concert, that jam bandy concert. And I've never been much in the drug scene. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I didn't really have a lot of life experience with it. Correct. And I wasn't doing them, mind you, just so everybody knows. Yes. But no you go there and there's like booths, like like a food truck, but they're selling drugs. <laughs> And you're like, how is this possible? (laughs) How did this happen? (laughs) Yeah. So I didn't partake in that, but um, I still had a lot of fun. It's there. There's a lot of people that are partaking. That's kind of like Coachella then. I don't know. Coachella does that, right? Drugs. They're selling like pot stuff, like foods, basically. Acid. Probably. Mushrooms. Definitely. Heroin. Don't think so. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a jam bandy thing. Um, anyway, yeah. So back to the uh, road trip. It was a good time. Left on a Friday, came back on a Monday over Labor Day. Um, in a nice little campground in Wisconsin. Very well kept. Very well kept. They had uh, nice facilities. It was very nice. It wasn't full service. No or, sewer. Yeah. Couldn't that, hook up full hookup. Right. Full Is that hookup. What that's that's what us in the RVing community call it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm not in that community. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were. We had, um, between our RV, 
was spoken for six adults mm-hmm. and nine children. Yes. Now we didn't have everybody kind of split up. Yeah, kind of. So split we only up. really had um, six children. No, there was like no six children and four adults stayed in the RV. Graham, Grant, Grady, Cash, Sky, and Jet. That's it. Oh, Bright, and Bryce. Bryce. Yeah. Six, Bryce seven children and four adults in that RV, the whole floor of which was air mattress. It was all air mattress. And honestly, the couches in that thing, those are spot on. They're pretty comfortable. They are very nice. And I'm short, so I can fit on the couch there pretty well. My feet are propped up a little bit, but man, that was a good spot for me. Um, but overall... Complete success, I would say. Yeah. I think our kids were amazing. They were. They were very good. There was no big incidents. I with any enjoy of them. it because they were barely using electronics. It, yeah. They were out all, in the world having kid ventures that yeah. they will never forget. Kind of, you're right. Wandering around, riding bikes around, going to the playground, going to a beach, going to the store. Going, yeah, they kept going to this little store and literally bought the place out of candy. I think that I heard that. My niece took sixty dollars out of her dad, father's wallet, oh. and they spent it. Well, I didn't know where they were getting this, <laughs> and I kept asking most of the kids because I had like no cash. I didn't give any money to any child. I gave one dollar one time. I gave to one kid five dollars to Grady and Grant one time, but. For the rest of the time, they were still buying things. And I know uh, Kinsella gave some money to them. I think he gave 20 bucks to them, and then they came back and gave him change, and he got a bunch of change back. But other than that, I don't have a clue where they were getting money, especially the last day, like the last full day we were there. They were literally buying the place out of candy, and nobody knows where they got that money. And they were but, completely unsupervised for the most part. Correct. So... And we were not capable of supervision. (laughs) Some of the time. Most of the time. Most of the time. (laughs) Um, But they had a karaoke dance party. The night before, they had a DJ Jerry was up there. DJ Jerry. Him and I struck a chord. Yeah, you did. Um, I liked that. Nobody wanted to go over there and dance. I was the only dancer that night. Um, And I have a reason for that. Dance the night <laughs> I away. did. I danced the night away, and then I got grumpy when it ended, and then I went to bed. Yeah. And the next night, we had karaoke. Um, that's what I was going to say, is that there's uh, a band called Dr. Hook. Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show. They have a song called Acapulco Goldie. Okay. And I was going to say that like during your whole Acapulco discussion, um, which in turn relates to a song that we sang from Dr. Hook. Yeah, we did a uh, Snarfioki. We did a little Snarfioki. Live, live Snarfioki. Cover of the Rolling Stone yep. by Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show. Not the greatest it, version. Not bad. Not bad. We, we, we sang well. We just missed some of the lyrics. We got into our stride later. Yeah. But at the time, probably could, could have picked something a little better <laughs> than that. Um, and I sang uh, a little um, um, Sweet yeah. Caroline. Oh, yeah, you did. That one was a hit. That was a hit. That was good. That one rocked the house. It did. It brought the house down. I really might be considered the start of the party. I would agree. <laughs> I mean, really, I would agree. That was the start of the party for everyone. Uh, good time. Really good time. I would do it tomorrow. I agree. It was fun. It, was re- mm-hmm. it really was. It was a really, really good time. And it was, I, you know, 
Usually, that type of thing, I've come back like exhausted. Not too bad. It wasn't bad. No. I really wasn't that exhausted at all. I mean, Monday we night. like we running were, around but... doing things for the most part. I mean, we were basically just hanging around the campsite. Oh, and we didn't even touch on this. Chris and I entered a bags tournament, which we originally thought would be a bags tournament where you could enter with a partner. And I was under that impression uh, when I entered us. Yeah, it, we were going to do a snarf team. And then when we got to the, uh, the tournament, when they started it, come to find out they were picking random partners. Which I understand. Like, you don't want a ringer to come in with two people and just wipe everyone out. It wouldn't be fun for everyone. So to make it fair, it's just random teams that they picked. And so Chris and I were on separate teams. Um, I'm not very good at bags to begin with. But I think I'm middle of the pack. You know, middle of the road. I can hang us in there if we've got another mediocre player. Like, we can compete a little bit. Um, Just didn't pan out for me and my my cohort in the bags tournament we lost it's double elimination we lost both games the second game was relatively close but ended up losing both games and just kept seeing chris play at different stations kept switching around going to different sets and winning everything he touched yeah my hand was like it was touched by an angel (laughs) it was it was a golden hand (laughs) it was touched by something yeah. Uh, whether that was an angel or not, I don't know. I don't know. But or the I, bags it was God. Com- complete domination. It was. You and your partner, Rick. Yeah, we won the bag. The, the entire, entire tournament. Tournament. We won the whole tournament. Yeah. There was 1,500 competitors. Yeah. And Chris won it all. I think there was like 32, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I... 16, 16 teams, wasn't it? Yes, you're right. 16 teams, yeah. So 32 people in all. Yeah. But either way, I mean, that's a lot of... It's a lot of teams. And the, the in, team we faced, we did lose one match. You and did. so we, we got our we took advantage of our double elimination. But in the championship, we played a team that was unbeaten. So we had to p- beat them twice in a row. I guess I didn't realize you did that. I knew you had lost once and I knew you went up against somebody that didn't, but I so, forgot that you would have to beat them twice yeah, in a row. Yeah, we had to beat yeah. them twice in a row to finish. And they were very crazy. They were, we played about four games. That were very intense. Yeah. And a new rule that I had never heard of before. You know, I never heard of this it either. It must be common up in Wisconsin or just at campgrounds in general. Yeah. But I've never heard it. It's the bust rule. So if you don't hit 21 perfectly, if you go over, you bust and you go back down to 15. Yeah. And that's what kept a lot of people in the game and made other people win that shouldn't have. Yeah. So we, uh, the one game we lost, we were dominating them so big. That we actually, but we kept screwing up and busting. We busted six times. Yeah, and it brought them back in the game. And finally, and they slowly, occasionally would get a point here, two points there, point here, over time. And even though we were putting up six points around or whatever we were doing, we just kept busting. And um, we just... That's what happened my second game is that it was pretty close. They got ahead of us and ended up busting. Um Brought him back down to 15. We had 17 at the time. Um, and the guy I, I was on the same side with from the other team, we were basically like washing every time, having the exact same score. My partner wasn't so much hitting the board as well as he should have. I'm not blaming him. I was, I'm not good either. Um, and they ended up coming back and beating us. It was like, you know, 21-18. So it was relatively close, but I feel like we really should have won that. I just... Couldn't pull it through. A bunch of times we would bust. We busted in almost every game. But 
a lot of it's not always the worst thing in the world, depending on where you are points wise, because if you bust down to 15, all you got to do is hit two in the hole. Right. And you, you're, and you're there. there at 21. So as long as they don't score and then you just throw the rest of your bags away. Yep. But, uh, you know, it's easier said than done. So during that bags tournament, everybody else was on this beach because this campground had a, it was like a one acre lake, right? Yeah. Like About relative, yeah. relatively small, but big enough for every child and adult really to have fun. Yeah. And inflatable slides and trampolines and really great. And, it, and they must like, um, filter that or something. Cause it was very clean water. Yeah, they must. Um, I would go there again. Because, I mean, I pooped in it, and it, there wasn't yeah. there the and next day. And you never day. even saw it the next day. I know. I saw you shitting out there. Yeah. It was disturbing. I actually never even went in the water. It was cold. I didn't either. I put my legs in it one time, and I was like, well, that feels miserable. <laughs> um, but it is a lot of fun. Um, they didn't necessarily, you know, look up on our partying aspects. No, they but didn't. it wasn't a huge deal. They didn't care for us too much. You can say it. I don't. I don't know if I'd say that. Okay, but well, they really like it to be quiet after eleven, and we really like to party till two thirty in the morning. <laughs> we like to turn it on at about ten, yeah. and the eleven o'clock quiet time didn't fit into our schedule yeah. too much, and we found out that that was a problem for them. But the campground itself never complained about us. Yeah, as far as I know. Yeah, that guy was the owner. Of the campground. I know, but I'm saying everybody else around us. It's oh, not like no, people no, no, were no. going and complaining about us. No. Because um, I asked around. You did. Bit. Yeah, you did, actually. <laughs> I did. And uh, we passed out a lot of stickers, and Jerry apparently um, put together a Snarf Talk <laughs> podcast meet and greet, but that he didn't remember really doing. Correct. <laughs> yeah, that happened. And uh, I wasn't clear on when that was supposed to be. But right. I'm guessing you told the time, and there were a bunch of people there waiting and waiting and waiting. Yeah, I don't know. I am not sure <laughs> about any of that. I do remember setting up a meet and greet, but that was my dance party night. Okay. And um, it just uh, it didn't, it didn't pan away, out the next got day. Got away from you. Yeah, it got a, got a little bit away from me, so that's fine. But at least we got a Snarf Talk road trip this year. Normally, we go on a Snarf Talk road trip to the Renaissance Fair. Yes. That's a mainstay in the rotation of Snarf Talk road trips. But, of course, that was closed because of the stupid virus yeah. called COVID-19. That's true. So we didn't get to do that this year. But stay tuned. Next year. Next year. We're going to do it big. We're going to do it real big. Um, I forgot to mention, since we're going to get moving on the show, I believe. Yes. We are doing this week a highly suggested topic that I'm rather excited about. I'm very excited about it. Uh, I feel like we're slipping more into Rhett and Link territory every day of our lives. But That's fine. It's, it's catchy and people like it. Uh, and I like it. It's really fun to do. Me too. Um, we are doing top 10 fast food restaurants. Fast food restaurants. This, you know, maybe it's a little cliche. Maybe it's a little like on the nose of... Top 10 things, like easy to do, put together your top 10 and tell me it's easy to do. Because us as Americans like to uh, partake in a little bit of fast food. I'd love to partake in fast food. Which is... I like my sodium salty. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I like my fat rendered from vegetable oil. (laughs) Right. I like homogenized vegetable oil. 
glooped onto everything. Um, but we're first we're gonna do some news, and then we're gonna do what are watching first, and we're gonna round up the show. Yes, one hour are. mark probably with our top ten fast food restaurants. Right. So you heard that it's a little bit backwards. News, and then we're gonna do what we're watching. News, then what we're watching, then the top ten. Correct. And the first news time. And hopefully, if we have time, we'll do a Patreon um, extra yeah. on patreon.com slash snarfcomics. We will do our honorable mentions. Because I have some. I do, too. You will be t- surprised, to be honest, at what my honorable mentions are, I think. I, I think so. Okay. Yeah. You will be aghast. Aghast. Aghast? I think it's a gasp. I think it's, no, I think a gasp is something you do. A gasp. A gasp. Is but something is you aghast? do when you're aghast. So aghast would be like the <gasps> um, aghast filled with horror shock. Okay. Yep, that's the right word then. You're right. Yeah. I so know. you will be aghast. <laughs> <laughs> um, first news article is that Amazon Prime has picked up the scripted version of Tiger King, starring a one Nicholas Cage. So Tiger King's on Netflix, and the Tiger. King TV series is on Amazon. Is going to be on Amazon, starring Nicolas Cage. Makes a lot of sense. Um, It's going to be, they released what it's going to be about. There is a female writing and producing the show, and it's going to be about him uh, fighting to keep his animal park and delve into him uh, keeping his beloved animals or his sanity. Okay, so is this a drama or a comedy? Uh, That's all it says. It sounds dramatic, yeah. I mean, it's Nick Cage. He doesn't really do comedy all that much. Not really. Um, it seems like a serious take at what Joe Exotic went through to keep his animal I mean, he can certainly pro- be comedic and entertaining, but not in a meaningful way. I think way. we know what it's going to be with Nick Cage involved. It's, it's going to be, be intense, weird, funny at times, but like, what the heck is he doing? Like, that's what it's going to be. And so they say it's going to be... Um, yeah, what was that from? Uh, some vampire in Brooklyn, Brooklyn or, yeah. no, that's not it. It's vampire, something vampire related. Uh, anyway, so it's going to be about him fighting to keep his animal park and like keeping his beloved animals or his sanity along with touching on his past and how he became Joe Exotic. Vampire's kiss. Okay. I yeah. just, I, I almost feel like I want to play this. It, it's ridiculous. You need to see his face. Oh, it's so good. Well, that's an ad. Oh, no. Okay. We're not going to do this anymore. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, never mind. Go ahead. Oh, okay. So that was the first little tidbit of news. I thought it was funny that it was going to Amazon. But they are for sure going to make this show. It's it's. And I'm going to tell you produced. what I for sure have no interest whatsoever. Oh, I am completely opposite. Really? I will 100 percent watch this. No, I, I will watch it. I'm not saying I'm not going to watch it. But. How are you not? So I understand Tiger King and the the whole docu series that happened on Net, Netflix is ridiculous, and it's almost the most. Why do you need anything more than that? It's almost the most sane thing that happened in 2020 <laughs> so far, but. Uh, it's got Nicolas Cage in it, man. I have to watch this. I have to see what happens with him being Joe Exotic and playing it as a scripted series. It's going to be a shit show, like the whole series. It's going to be awesome. I agree. I'm really excited to see who plays Carol Baskin because I feel like a, oh, what's that lady's name? Kathy Bates. 
Not no, not Kathy Bates. She um, could play her. I don't know her name. I don't know who I'm. Th- I can see her face in my mind. Well, it doesn't do us a lot of good on a podcast. It doesn't. Here. It doesn't do me any good because I can't think of her name. But I feel like she would be really good at oh, okay. Carol Baskin. Uh, so next little tidbit of news: The Walking Dead let uh, out a teaser trailer for its eleventh season. Just uh, by the way, real quick, Kate McKinnon is playing Carol Baskin. Hmm. She seems not a little over the top for that. Well, I mean that that screams uh, comedy to me. But it anyway, does. Go ahead. It does scream comedy. You were um, saying something about Nickelodeon? No, Walking Dead. Oh, Walking Dead, okay. Yeah. They're coming out with their 11th, or they just put out a teaser trailer for their 11th season, but AMC finally released that it is going to be the final season of The Walking Dead. Oh, uh, and there's only a show coming right after it that is like another Walking Dead. I know. but There's they, like two more Walking Dead shows coming out. Really? What are they? Um, I don't know. There's a bunch. Um, one's a prequel? How can it be a prequel? Um, I'll, that would just I'll look be it like while you're talking about normal it. dead, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like non regular dead. life. <laughs> yeah, that's what it would be. Um, yeah, so the final season, I have I oh. fell out of The Walking Dead a long time ago. It's a uh, Walking Dead World Beyond. That means nothing. That's to me. what it's called, The Walking Dead World Beyond. It's just. Why do you need to do this? So There's it's the so same, much. It's the same dead. thing. It's just they didn't want to keep paying high expensive actors. I get it because so all, the people, that, over. The, oh, all the people all that were involved yeah. with it are getting paid out the nose with money. So there's already Fear of the Walking Dead. That's not ending. The new series called The Walking Dead World Beyond will have a 10-episode first season. Um, it is created by co-creator Scott Gimple and Matt Negrini, who is a longtime writer. Um it showing audiences an unseen pocket of the Walking Dead universe steeped in a new mythology is a very cool way to celebrate a decade of the dead on TV and over 15 years of Rock Robert Kirkman's brilliant comic. Um, the even larger world will be a li- bit more limited than previously realized during AMC's appearance at the they announced that it will be a close-ended series featuring only two 10-episode seasons. And if that does well, then they'll just do another thing like that. Sure. Which is fine. That's probably a better way to do it anyway. It's like every other year you can do like a self-contained, almost like a true oh, detective type thing. I like that. Set somewhere in that world. And you can have varying genres of that. So Because it is a, it is still like, I understand that everybody thinks that it's getting tired. The franchise is tired. 10 years is a long time. But what they have done is they've set up a world that is well fleshed out, that it's easy to tell stories within. So as long as they start doing that, I think that's a good thing. And if if they set it up correctly, because obviously, like Batman is a a franchise in and of itself that has continued on forever, especially in the comic book realm, with branching out and doing different things. I mean, there's uh, there's so many different versions of Batman, you know, and everybody keeps buying that. Everybody keeps reading it. So you can do that with The Walking Dead as well, as long as they do it correctly. If it's the same thing as the original Walking Dead, nobody's going to want to watch it. Well, and I, I don't mean, feel like it'll work. You have to get the you comic have to books, have something a little bit different. The comic book's over now, right? It finished last year. Yeah. yeah okay. So um, 
Either at the very early part of this year or end of last year. Yeah, those characters' journeys are over. They always said they weren't. They weren't. You know, the, the show and the comic weren't related. They it drew from the comic, but um, I, don't I mean, know. it drew pretty heavily. But they did. You know, it, it changed a, a lot bit. of stuff. I don't know. I mean, I I still enjoy the Walking Dead universe. Um, it's not. It's a soap opera. To be honest, what was the last season that you even watched? Um, nine. You've watched every season up to nine? Yeah, I think so. Well, that's I'm, pretty I'm, good. I'm like one season behind. Because I it it really did lose my attention at like season four. Um, I, I got through season or, four. Whenever Rick left the show, that's really when I quit watching. Yeah. I, if it I made it that far, I would have done nine. the same thing. But it, I couldn't. I just couldn't do that same thing every single season. And I get that there was other storylines like woven into it throughout the season, but it was just like, uh, it was just too much work. There was a lot of praise for season 10. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know it. So yeah, season 11, the last one for The Walking Dead, I think that is a good decision, a very good decision that AMC is making. Still gets great ratings. It does, but they have... They've got a bigger world to tap into, and I think that original cast is done. I think they're going to go into the movies, frankly. Mm. And it'll kill at the movies. I think it'll be killed at the movies. No. Yes, it will. If that came out as a movie, it would. everybody would see it. As a lower-budget horror movie? Absolutely. I just don't really feel like it would. We've been so inundated with Walking Dead. I don't think a movie will really... I think it's a different enough thing that it'll kind of jumpstart things a little bit Hmm. okay the walking dead season 10 averaged yeah it's it's not doing well jerry 5.4 million viewers per episode so it's still probably the number one show on television it really is with a 1.9 rating among adults 18 to 9 49 the show ranks 11th among all primetime shows measured by nielsen so i don't know what is ranking above that like things like the big bang theory survivor I don't know if that would in the same category though, because that's not scripted. But maybe things oh, like I just thought like Nielsen ratings went off of like whatever the highest rated show was, like whatever you're watching. Yeah, you're probably right. People um, are tuning into this show. Okay, uh, it's still oh. outperforming other scripted shows on U.S. cable networks. It has emerged as the top-rated cable drama on U.S. TV for the 2019-2020 season. So the top number one cable drama, not including. So if you take the network television series of, off, and you know that. So network shows that are big, you get things like the CSIs, you mm-hmm. get things like the NCISs. I don't know if these are still on, but those kinds oh, of shows. Oh, they are. They big definitely Bang are. Theory, things like that. So as far as cable television dramas, it's still number one. And that honestly, that show would kill on HBO. Kill. Um, I don't know. Maybe. 5.4 million viewers per episode is I mean, a don't massive you, number. I mean, that, that's what I mean. Don't you think it's killed already? I mean, it's killed everything on AMC and a, a network that when it came out on AMC really wasn't that big of a deal. But if you look at those numbers, that's not saying cancel this show. No, there are shows not. that get renewed right. that have under a million viewers. I just think they know the right timing. I think it's expensive. And I think, oh, I, I'm sure it's expensive. But I, I think, think that cast, the people that haven't been, a lot of the people that have left or been killed off, it's because they were expensive. Here's the deal. I don't think the network wants to see a dip in that. I think they want to cap it at a high, 
kind of like Robert Kirkman did in the in the comic book where he just ended it, not telling anyone. So I think they're going to do the same thing, start a new, like you said, two new franchises basically on the same thing and ride that high because people are going to be pissed or want more. People are going to watch them regardless, and it's going to be a lot cheaper to produce. Yes, and they're going to get the same viewership. And you'll right lose some bat. of those, and you'll lose some of those eventually over time. But or but, it could be a hit. But still, if you're getting four million views an episode compared to the five on two different shows, you're winning. Yeah, other cable television dramas preferred well in the states across the 19 and 20 season. Better Call Saul um, was up there. It's another AMC show, and it's a really good show. Uh, meanwhile, HBO's Stephen King adaptation of The Outsider attracted an average of nine million viewers per episode across all platforms, making it the most-watched first-year HBO drama since Westworld in 2016. Difference, though, is you can log on and stream Outsider whenever you want. So it's a lot easier to watch. But I don't think they take streaming in consideration. I think these are views. HBO, though. They must take it in consideration. Mm, I don't think so, because you... Well, I guess they'd have to, because you have to have an HBO subscription in order to watch it, no matter what. The Last Dance... Michael Jack, uh, Jordan documentary um, averaged almost 12.9 million viewers across all platforms for Sports Network. Which ESPN. makes sense. Across all platforms. But it's on a lot of platforms, but yes. Well, um, not when it first came out. It was ESP- ESPN. True. Um, so you could watch that on your Dish Network or... So as much hate as you want for Walking Dead, it's still a massive performing show. And what they're doing is... Um, they're going to use that to start a new franchise and hopefully gain some new viewers while at the same time dramatically cutting the cost of the show. Yes. That's exactly what's going to happen, but I'm glad it's over. <laughs> From a non-fan. Okay. Right. No, um, I, it's not that I'm a non-fan. I, I love Robert Kirkman. I think he's an incredible writer, and I love his story. And I think The Walking Dead uh, like scratched an itch in comic book like in a comic book genre that people needed at the right time. But it just, I don't know, the, the story on screen didn't play out for me the way I wanted it to, so I watched other things. Um, big release last Friday, Chris. Big release. What's that? One of a few. Uh, Mulan. Oh. Mulan was released on Disney Plus last Friday, September 4th. Where you could buy it for thirty dollars. I'll make a man out of you. Uh, she's a girl. She is, by the way. So it released. People can buy it right now. If you don't want to buy it, wait till December because you get it for free. Correct. But they're in a little bit of hot water. You know, it's bullshit. That's Here's the deal. Is. Do you know about this? Yes, a little bit. But with China. Ahead. Yes, with China. With China. China. Well, not with China. With Americans about China. That's not what I heard. Oh, okay. Then there's two things there in hot water about, but go ahead. There is. So this one that I'm going to talk about um, is that, so it's all about filming. So the majority of this film was filmed in New Zealand. Almost entirely was it filmed in New Zealand. But they had 20 different locations that they filmed in China. And apparently... It's widely known in the filming community that you are supposed to get the Chinese central government approval to film in China. 
They got none of that. They just went there, filmed in the Zhejiang province, did their thing and left. Oh, well. No no government approval, and now they're finding this out because after seeing the film, this is after the film released, people had watched the film and said, I know where that's at. Yeah. And that's why it's a... That's why it's becoming a big deal. It's not a big deal. Listen, I mean, Disney made this movie for China. They did. And that's drawing a lot of heat from the United States right now um, because there's a lot in the United States that feel less than satisfied with uh, the antics of China. Mm -hmm. Um, China. And the way that American corporations lay down or appease China in whatever way they can. I don't care about any of that. Um, there's also arguments from the American, some American people that there's some atrocities happening in some of the regions of which they filmed this movie. Okay. And for example, Disney um, threatened or, or said that they were no longer going to film in, a, in Atlanta because there was some laws that Georgia was trying to pass that were pro-life. All right. So, oh. uh, Atlanta or Georgia in general tried to pass some pro-life legislation, not a ban of abortions, just some um, access stuff. And uh, I'm not going to get into the politics of that. But the CEO of, of Disney and is with it, with every other entertainment company in the United States came out and because they're ultra leftists um, said, and the biggest thing that in Georgia it, for right. a lot of people, is filming. It's that's filming. It's, it's filming became in huge. The, in the United States, is most of that filming. Atlanta, Savannah. Atlanta. I mean, all those places are filming big so time. So all Walking these corporations dead. went there and they said, you know what? If you pass that legislation, we're leaving. And Disney did the same thing. They didn't leave. I don't know if they passed the legislation or not. Irregardlessly, they went to China and filmed in the same province where they have concentration camps, where they are imprisoning their Muslim, um, oh. Chinese, Muslim... Um, what do you call it? Minorities. Minorities. They're imprisoning them into camps. Wow. Um, and it's a horrible human rights violation, apparently. The little bit I know about it, but nothing, no, nothing about that. You know. But that's documented, like that. That's oh, absolutely. Legitimately happening. Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> and it's yeah, legit that's... happening, but they're they won't film in Atlanta because of proposed possible pro-life right. legislation. But they'll go uh, film in a province where they're putting people in concentration camps. Holy smokes! Yeah, so there's a that's lot a of little bit back. of hot, yeah. There's a little bit of hot water on both sides of of Mulan, but none of that matters because all that I care about is <laughs> the quality of the movie. And this is where we're at, like in America. Really, all I want to know about is the quality of this movie, um, which the reviews are in, and they're very good for the most part. Yeah, all reviews are very good, isn't it? Uh, what is it, eighty percent or eighty-five percent? Yeah, on, like eighty-five, something like that, on Rotten Tomatoes, which is a very good score. Um, I want to watch this really bad. I don't know if I'm going to buy it or not. You know? I already did. Did you? Um, I purchased it. I was going to watch it last night. Okay, so it's a seventy-five percent Rotten Tomatoes. Score 51% audience score. That's not as good as I thought. That could be colored by the controversy, though. I think it is. I think it is. Um, so I don't know. Like, if I went in here and looked at the critical... Uh, the So uh, I had heard a review from Mark Bernardin, mm -hmm. and uh, he is on Fat Man on Batman with Kevin Smith. It's a podcast I listen to. Chris does as well. And he had said he, he loves the movie. Thinks it's really great. Thinks it's shot very well. The action's good. Um, there is no 
you know, little dragon companion. Oh, that's the other thing that um, huge amounts of people are upset about, and every review that I'm reading that's bad is about that. About no dragon? Yeah. You, I mean, you understand that. So this Mulan is like a Chinese folklore that stems back right. like it's centuries. Like a mythological. Yeah. And there was no ever talk of dragons ever. Disney added that for children to like have fun with, right? <laughs> right. Like it was the sidekick animal that you could laugh at. That's why that was but added. I'm, I'm a, I'm a but, believe that there's people that turn into birds in this new iteration. So it's not like magic is not. Oh, really? He didn't yeah. say anything about that. But what he said was the only thing that he said, and maybe this is spoilers to some people, so if you don't want to hear it, then shut it off. It's it's really nothing big. But, you know, she goes and she saves the emperor like she does. I mean, if you haven't seen Mulan yet, you need to go watch the cartoon version first. But she saves the emperor. Everybody finds out what she did, does. And instead of just saying like, yes, she's really great. Like she's an incredible fighter and has this ability. They turn it into like, she has a higher chi. Yeah. She's basically people. a superhero. Yes. They like she turn has it into human fighting abilities. That's what they turn it into in the, in the real life. Like the live action movie that came out is that she's almost superhuman and she isn't almost superhuman. She's superhuman. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's, I, the, he was saying it was more of like a, she has this centered chi that is better than other people's. And if she can block everything out and do that, then she has this ability more than anyone else. But there's pretense here that people don't understand. When you don't understand genre, okay, this is a genre of film mm -hmm. that a lot of people aren't familiar with in the United States, okay? It's the genre of film that Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and House of Flying Daggers. He said it's very familiar it, to that. That is what happens in those movies. The people, the fighters, the stars of those movies yeah. are like superhuman. They're flying. They're jumping around from bamboo, tops of bamboo trees to yes. another, yes. having over-the-top ridiculous fights. They are using powers. Yes. This is an established thing in that genre of film. And this is meant to be that type of a film, like a hero with Jet Li or uh, Crouching Tiger. Jet Li's in this movie as the emperor. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. That, as a reason to dislike the movie in itself, Oh, no, is he didn't ridiculous. say he disliked it. He just said he disliked that aspect of it. He thought it would have been better suited to just say, maybe she's just this good. Maybe she's just better than you. Like right. that's all he wanted it to be. Instead okay, of making them superhuman, bullshit political. <laughs> I know thing. Okay, I know. she. That is so dumb. Okay, this is not an unknown thing. If you understand that genre whatsoever, to say I don't think he does. Oh, she can't just be better just because she has to have a reason that she's better because she's a woman. That is just bullshit politics. And, and, and I don't. I even agree want to hear with it. you. Um, she has more chi. Than other people. That's why that's a good explanation of why she has more powers than other people. He claims it was like the midichlorians of the early Star Wars. Like I mean, he it, said, it they did a is. they did a midichlorian thing where all of a sudden they say, "Well, she has more midichlorians or more chi than anybody else." And he was like pandering, or not pandering, but like looking down on that because everybody kind of criticize the midichlorian deal with the early if you're gonna Star have Wars any prequels. argument with that have an argument that is 
what did she do to earn more chi? Right. Because she shouldn't have just been born with it. It comes through training. Now, they do show her training at a young age and her whole life. So maybe that is the explanation. I haven't seen it. Um, but I hope they don't make her a Mary Sue. Yeah, I agree. Where she I, just, I don't think that's the case. Where she just has, which is kind of like Ray in Star Wars, where she just automatically graded everything with no explanation and no struggle. And just has it. So I don't know. I bought it. I sat down and I watched it with the family. I watched about the first 20 minutes of it. Oh, you did? My kids began having meltdowns. Oh. And I shut it off because I didn't want to watch it in that environment. I agree. And I want my kids to watch it. And they yeah. were not cooperating. So I watched huh. the first 20 minutes. It looks great. There was some, um, she is uh, in a resemblance in a big way of a superhuman character. Really? Um, but I don't know. And so are some of the villains. I mean, I saw, sure. well, I don't know what they call them in this movie, but essentially they're the Huns. Yeah. You know, they're jumping off of horses from 100 yards away and running up the sides of a castle wall. Oh, well, yeah. That, that, that's what happens in these movies. That's what happens in, in House of Flying Daggers. This is how characters behave. Yeah, and how do you ignore that aspect of the movie but not the aspect of her? In like all of a, these the movies... The main character and the hero the, of the story. The villains and the heroes that are successful have these over-the-top abilities. They never really explain why, but it's a great explanation to say they have more chi, I guess, yeah, if that's I, what you want to do. But, I mean, that's a, that's a thing. Yeah. And you know a lot about those so movies. I, ha- I have no issue I with do, that. So. I'm in very. I'm, I, that's one of my favorite genres of movie. I'm mm-hmm. very excited to see it. I'm glad that they went that direction with a movie that is Mulan rather than making some Americanized take on it. Um, so I'm hoping that and, they did that. And I love musicals, but I'm really glad that they made this not a musical, a live action musical, because yeah. I just uh, this type of film I think suits it better. So I'm not buying. Uh, the reviews because I've read a bunch of them here. They're all picking about stupid things like it's not as good as the cartoon Disney shouldn't remake stuff. You know, there's always an, there's always a group of people that are going to be vocal gonna be online yeah. that are going to hate this movie in particular. Yeah, whether it's good or not. Well, we'll have to find out ourselves. But I think there's there is mixed reviews, but a lot of people are enjoying it. Yeah, so those people. A little bit I saw. I'm right. pretty sure I'm going to enjoy it. We should move on quickly. Yeah, the last thing uh, for news-wise that I wanted to talk about is that a huge trailer came out on September 9th. Um, I've been waiting for this my entire life, I feel like. And it is Dune. The Dune trailer. If you don't know the Dune franchise, we've talked about it a bunch on this podcast. You should know it by now if you follow us. Uh, Tony, one of our listeners, had sent me um, a South Park clip of when they do Dune on I, South Park. They do it? Yeah, well, kind of. Um, it's really funny. And I thought that you were in on the text, but I guess you weren't. No. Um, but he was talking about it and sent me that clip of South Park. So look that up. If yeah, you. I'll have to look it up because that intrigues me. It's so, just basically clips from the show, and anytime anything happens, like the character, it'll zoom in on the character's face, and they'll be like, the spies. <laughs> the I need spies. the spies. <laughs> So, um, yeah, this this trailer threw me back in a world that I need to be in. It looks um, great. I mean, it, it really looks good. Looks incredible. 
It looks visually spectacular. Yes, like above everything. Like that is what set it apart for me. I think uh, Timothy Chalamet, is that how you say his last name? Chalamet. Chalamet is going to be an incredible uh, Paul Atreides. Yes, agreed. Um, I think Zendaya will be very good. Um, The like Baron Harkonnen character that comes up out of the goop, whatever that is. You know, the goop part? Yeah. I think he will be very good. because Oscar that, Isaac looks great. Yeah, Oscar Isaac. They all look incredible. I think this whole thing is going to be shot very well. The cast looks incredible. Um, I don't know. And then is, just... Uh, is uh, Bautista in it? Yes. He was, and Jason Momoa? He's one of the Harkonnens. Jason Momoa's in it, yeah. And that is that his trainer? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. And... I don't know, just little bits and pieces of this trailer that go through the the timeline of Paul or him turning into Maud Dib, like all of that happening just looks incredible. I think it looks great because... I don't know what else to say. I'm just going to keep saying incredible. They had the opportunity to make like a Hunger Games type YA take, and it doesn't look like they went that way. This is not it. But it... It is to a certain extent, so I feel like it's going to bridge the gap there between maybe like a YA plus like a big screen epic um, in a good way. I got no YA from it whatsoever. No, that's what I'm saying. It is in some aspects. To the point only because the main character is like 14 years old. Right. So I'm just saying it looks amazing. I'm super excited about it. I wish it came out tomorrow. I do too. But it's probably better it comes out in November because hopefully we get to see it in the movie theater. All I want in my life right now is to be able to see this movie in the well, theater. The movie theaters around here are open. Yeah, then I'm going. I don't care if I have to wear a, a space suit. I'm going to go to this movie and I'm going to watch it in a big screen theater. I agree. They show you the sandworms or the spice worms. I call them sandworms because Beetlejuice does. You know, I'm I, I'm not as that, that wasn't like as such a huge deal to me as it seems to be to other people. No, I'm just glad they showed it. Yeah, I'm glad because I was I've been it wondering. Looks like a giant butthole. It does. It's hot. <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm still I want I'm planning to the, the read nose that tubes. Uh, book before. This is what out. I was going to get into is that I started reading this book already. I'm like a hundred pages into it. Yeah. Because once I knew that the... I mean, I've read it many times before, oh, yeah. but I'm probably going to listen to the audiobook in the combine this fall. Well, see, I should do that too. But I want to get through the first one again, and then I still haven't ever read the second or third book, like Messiah and Children of Dune. Um, I've read those three. The bajillion others afterwards. Yeah. But those three are what I want to read because it's all Frank Herbert's work. Yeah. Um, Frank Herbert. Frank, Frank Herbert. <laughs> Hey, Bert. Uh, that's, that's what I really want to read. I want to get through those, hopefully, before the movie comes out. If I can do that, I will be happy. If I don't do that, I will still be happy because I'm watching the movie do. Yeah, agreed. All of you need to go watch this trailer. It, even if you haven't ever read the book, I want you to watch the trailer because I think it will blow you away. It's very sci-fi. Get it, that? It is very sci-fi. If you don't like sci-fi, you're not going to like it, probably. Maybe not. But I'd give it a chance anyway. But I think you should. Like, Marley will not like this movie. Really? No, not a chance. Amy would be on the fence. I She's wonder, never wa- read the books or anything, but I think she could enjoy this movie if she can 
keep up with what's happening. Here's the thing. Okay, they've done they can do sci-fi that anybody can watch, right? And people anybody can enjoy. Yeah. And then there's sci-fi that not anybody can watch or anybody can enjoy. And it doesn't look to me like this is the type of sci-fi that anybody can watch and enjoy. It looks yeah. to me like this is I mean, the book Dune is not <laughs> pop sci-fi no it's not at all it's deep. It, this is deep stuff that you takes a little enjoy, bit of work you gotta to enjoy do. that genre yeah. significantly and um to me it, it blew me away when i read it i mean to be honest it, it literally blew me away and then to now see the things that i've read in that world like on a screen because i don't i've watched the one from isn't it from the 80s yeah i've watched that it didn't resonate to me like the book. No, like it not, didn't look like the book. Not at all. In what this my mind's eye looks was, like what I pictured when I read the book. That's what I'm saying. A it's little like, more gray, a little more sand colored. I always pictured it well, very they don't dark show, and shadowy. They don't show much on the ships, really. Right. And they don't show much with him with the freemen in the caves or anything like that. They just show the sand parts and him standing with the Benny Gesserit and the pain box. That part was cool. Yeah, I don't even really remember that from the book. You don't? No, not the pain box. I guess I. It's been a while since I've read it. I love the way they made the Benny Jesseret look like that. Uh, what's her name? I don't remember her name in the in the book, but oh, it's a, like a specific person. I don't remember either. And she, I didn't think of her as terrifying as what she looked like, but she's. She struck a little bit of a chord where I wanted to cry. No. <laughs> I'm excited about it. That's all I have to say. Watch the Dune trailer. It's coming out in November, correct? Yes, I believe so. Okay. Hopefully. And now we will move on quickly to what we're watching. I finally finished Umbrella Academy. I feel like that's a longer discussion than we have time for, but go ahead. Just, no, we don't need to get too deep into it. Okay. So, so I don't need to. finally talk about it. Yeah, I don't need to go too deep into this. Spoilers I, or no? Um, if you want, I just it doesn't matter to me. All I really wanted to say is that I enjoy this show very much so. It's the most watched show like ever at the uh, for Netflix at this point, I think. Is that hard to believe to you? Very that, much. Is that no, that can't be more than Stranger Things. I don't know. Or was that I just think that, this year or what? It's so unknown. Netflix does not release any of its It's extremely numbers. successful, according to Netflix. Yes, it is. And rightfully so. It's a, This season was so well produced and shot and put together. I think it's very good. I had a problem with that every episode seemed like it was just following all of the characters around to random places and not doing what they needed to do. Absolutely. That's the whole season, and that bothered me. I hate when plot points revolve around people not doing the things they should, should easily be doing. Exactly, and that bothered me. So I f even feel like... So there's a lot of coincidental things that happen. The first season did it better to where they got them all together as a team to do a certain thing to try to fix the end of the world. And then they finally, after like six episodes... It took them like six episodes, but after those six episodes for like... Seven, eight, and nine, and ten, or however many there were in season one, they finally did a thing. And definitely in the last two episodes, I remember telling you, like, oh, wait, it gets better. And then they do it. I didn't get that satisfaction with this season. 
Well, I would agree with that, although I thoroughly enjoyed this season way more than I enjoyed the first season. Um, oh, I did enjoy this season better, I will say that, than the first one, just because of the production. And I do like the in-depth uh, character like struggles that you have because they've built like a life. Each person has built a life of their yeah. own. I like that aspect. Um, They're not all super interesting lives, but... No, it just... it. Like you said, it aggravates the hell out of me that it is such a simple thing to like m- meet up in this alley in 30 minutes because we can go back home to where you've lived forever. Right. And save and, the world. Yeah. And save it. everything that you know. Um, and none of them seem to be able to do that. Like, are you joking me? Right. I don't know. I will say I enjoyed uh, Luther. He was a big problem I had in the first season. He was much better in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the... Clive? No. Klaus. Klaus. Klaus was my favorite character by far Absolutely. in the first season, and he continues to be in the second season. I think it pays off big time when they let uh, the I, brother I, like take over his body. I wish this show was just about him. He's very good. But I five was kind of annoying to me in the first season. I loved him in the second season. He was great, although I didn't care for the older five. Yes. Um, and, you know, I never I never like Vanya. She's she, better in this season than the first, less whiny. But Is she? I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan <laughs> of that character. I, I want so much more out of Vanya because she is so much more of a character. I feel like she has so much power, and they just literally, like, mute her completely. I just think it's poor writing. Well, and, for that specific character, and I really, really enjoy the handler, and I liked this whole situation between um, Batman guy and the handler's daughter. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, Diego. Diego. I loved Diego in this season. Yeah, First Diego off, and that that other girl. So much better, and he looks so much cooler with the long hair. Than he, he looks did. very. He looked disheveled. very awkward in the first season. And he looks better in this season. Why do you think he looks awkward in the first season with hair that's just cut? Weird. But uh, I did love the fact that you find out that he's got a lot more powers than you thought he had. Right. And I think he's got healing abilities, too. I'm almost positive. Yeah, he does have healing abilities. So he is like Batman mixed with Wolverine, mixed with somebody that can make force fields. It's pretty cool. Right. (laughs) He's got way more than you've ever known. Uh, to begin with. And it takes a while for you to understand that throughout the whole show. They don't even touch on that until yeah. he's literally episode eight. One of the most something like that. Um, powerful characters, I would say. It just frustrates me that they all can't follow simple direction. And like, um, what's the girl's name? The other girl. I can't remember. She can speak into people's seems like she could just take everything, make everything super easy. She could and just doesn't. <laughs> she just refuses to use her power. And then because she gets too caught up in it, stop it. Like just That's use your power. Writing. That's bad writing. Yeah. Just use your power and get this over with. Like she could have easily and she was too wrapped up with her husband. And I get it. Like it's your husband now. You got married, but I don't know. Yeah. There was well, too much struggle there that bothered me. I enjoyed it a lot, um, a lot more in the first season, which I was, I was kind of on the fence with. And I will continue to watch it and um, recommend it to pretty much anybody. It's not a show. It's a show anybody can watch pretty easily. You can. Yeah. You got If you like sci-fi. You'll... You got to start from season one, though. You can't pick it up at oh, season two. Not. Not, not in 
even close. So. Um, I'll do one of mine that I've been watching. Okay. I finished watching seasons one and two of Cobra Kai. You did? I yeah. need to watch this. So I'm all caught up. Um, it continues to be one of my favorite shows of the year, which I know it's been out for a couple of years. I love it, man. It just makes me so happy to watch it. It It is delightfully 80s, um, frustrating, frustrating at times because, again, of choices that characters make that revolve around coincidences yeah. or misunderstandings that drive drama and push kind of that narrative. But it, it's it's almost like it's meant to be that for a certain amount. It's very 80s, and it's very meant to be like over the top like that. So, but not in a way that's cheap. Like it's done on purpose. Okay. Okay. And I said this before, it's got that aspect of like that 80s feel good karate kid type thing. Um, but it flips the script completely by retreading the same story but flipping it around enough, retreading the same story purposefully. Mhm with intent and then flipping that narrative enough enough times to be almost self self-referential um I, I know i'm getting way too deep into the show yeah you but really they are. do a really good job of it okay? okay and it's fun to watch and it's it's the acting is great ralph macchio he's got got it he's a very good actor at the first at the first season he's going to be a little cheesy okay but he starts to improve significantly towards the second season the whole rest of the cast is incredible. His daughter, um, Johnny Lawrence, the guy who plays Johnny Lawrence, is really good. He just is really good. Um, every single person in this is good. And it's kind of like adult show mixed with teen show. But it's almost like a teen show made for people that were teens okay. 20 years ago. That makes sense. That makes a much better sense than yeah, it's, anything you've I said. mean, it's definitely made for adults. <laughs> But it's made in a way to give you that feeling of a team. So I was talking to a guy today about it, and he said, "As long as you've liked the first, like the movies, you will enjoy this." Absolutely. And that made much better sense than anything you've said. No, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, it, it, it's really good. It's really good. I know. I need to watch it. I need. You to need take to, watch to watch it. You'll it, totally there's... get sucked in. It's easy to watch. It's not super long. Seasons. I just have so many things I'm watching, Chris, because I just started a whole new season of show. Um, Me too. The Boys, Correct. season two. Me too. So I am three episodes in. Same. Three episodes in, almost halfway through the season. This show is so crazy. It's crazy. I don't dude. even know what to say. I don't want to say good. I'm definitely not going to say bad. It's just It's insane. not bad. It is not bad. It's just I don't know how to feel about this season so I feel far so far the same on. kind of a little bit as the first where it feels slow. But it's not. But it's not. And I understand that with the first season. And the reason I like the first season so much is because of my love for the story of like behind the scenes superhero stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like I love the idea of having contracted superheroes with the government. I love seeing behind the scenes of that and getting the, um, you know, like it, they're fake in front of the camera because they are like a government contractor right yep. and they have to look good because the government's paying them but on the back side of this they're all absolutely terrible people i loved that aspect of it this season feels very much of the same 
which I didn't think it would change much. I like that they brought in a, a few new characters so far, a couple new characters at least. Stormfront. But I just don't think... What about the blind superhero? That was... Insane. I liked that. <laughs> I liked that a lot uh, because Homelander just doesn't give a shit. Homelander is... He per- seems much more angry. He is perhaps one of the most disturbing and evil characters that has ever been committed to television screens. I agree. Because he of his ability. disturbingly evil. Very much so. And manipulative. You know, manipulative. But also like... He's psychotic. Psychotic, but also... Um, Childish and almost uh, naive in a way, but yeah. you don't feel sorry for him. No, but they, they could they could flip the script and make you. Feel, they tried it if in the they, first season and it didn't really work. No, it, they'd have to change a lot of story. So what, what caught me off guard uh, right in the beginning is you know how they did the little recap. Yeah, there was a bunch that I did not remember or recollect in any way. I actually went back. Oh, and, really? And tried to watch the last two episodes of the last season. Have no memory of them. So I'm almost wondering if I must have fallen asleep watching them. Oh, wow. I feel like I have no memory of them at all. So, oh, I, geez, I got, if you haven't seen the last two episodes of the first season, then you're well. I got about halfway through the last episode, and I'm like, I can't do this. I can't commit this time. I'm like, I understand what the story is, and I just went right back to season two. So you never saw like the last no, few I scenes. I saw of the it. Last... I just don't remember it. Then you didn't see it. Okay, give me a. Uh, I, I, no, I did see it. I just didn't remember it off the top, you know, right away. Now I understand what happened. Now, so you know, like Homelander took the butcher, like back to the house after he killed the woman that was running the agency. Yeah, which I didn't remember. He, did he like burned her eyes out. Yes, I remember. Um, or I saw it in the recap. Yeah, and then he takes the butcher back to. Why didn't he kill him? His home. Well, because he wanted to show him that his wife was there with his kid. With Homelander's son. Correct. Yeah. So I know that now. Oh, okay. Um, yes. That, so that's like the ending of it. And I thought so. And I, but there were so many scenes that I didn't remember. He was I didn't always really the, remember the drama that was happening between Starlight and uh, Hugh. Hugh well, uh, they Huey. were dating. Well, I like, know kind that. Of dating. But anyway. And I then call, he I, lied to her a lot and she was trying to tell him the truth. And then she didn't like the fact that he lied to her and then they split up. She's and, kind of an annoying character. A bit. Yes. Um, I really like the deep so far in this season. I do too. Um, I, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I, yeah, I just feel like there, it's going to be the same thing. I think the story is changing a little bit. It's going to get a little edgier if you can. I don't know if you can. That's the way they've been um, saying it's going to be. I think it is going to be that way. I just don't know if there's going to be like how much more character development of these people can you have? I just, I don't know. You know, know, I think it might be one note. I love the aspect of this season bringing in the super villain. Yes. And the fact... That's the way they should do it. And I won't go into specifics. Um, I like how they're doing that. Obviously, there's some spoilers if I gave all the details of it, although we're only talking about the first three episodes here, so it's not a huge deal. But um, How many is there? Eight? There, yeah, I don't know, eight or ten. I think there's eight. Um, Might be ten. So I'm enjoying it. I'm going to keep that's my going to be my stand standard here. I'll be done. Yeah. I mean, it's a week to week. So oh, it is. Yeah, you're Boy, caught got, up right now. Yeah, I guess I didn't out. realize that. Number four comes out tomorrow. Okay, which is good. I like that. Yeah, I'll catch up to it tomorrow then as well. So uh, big bucket of win for the boys so far. Huge bucket of win for Cobra Kai. Yeah, and uh, 
a medium-sized bucket of KFC chicken for Umbrella Academy. Yep. And we're excited to watch Mulan. And I'm and I'm still watching Halt and Catch Fire as well, but I kind of paused that because I started watching The Boys. I'm enjoying Halt and Catch Fire. It's a different show. It's got a different a different uh, way of acting. I don't know. It's just maybe it's the way it's filmed. I don't know what it is, but it's a little bit peculiar and strange to me. And I think that's why I have as much intrigue to the show as I do. Um, because the story itself is a little, eh, all right, right. That's fine. Um, but this is, I'm just at the tail end of the first season and there's four seasons. The boys season so. two has a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes and a critic score, 84% um, audience score. And just for reference, by the way, Cobra Kai on, on Rotten Tomatoes yeah. has an um, audience score of 94 wow. and a critic score of 94. Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. So it's it, could, it could do a little bit better then. <laughs> It'll do better now that it's on Netflix, that's <laughs> yeah. for sure. I guarantee you it's getting a much wider audience. Oh, yeah, because people are talking about it. Yeah. Um, so that's it. With that, we're going to get into our top 10, ten fast, fast food restaurants. Or restaurantes. Restaurantes. Um, let's just preface this whole art, uh, thing by saying I'm a fan of fast food. Oh, gosh. I love fast food. My it body is, doesn't want me to be a fan of oh, it. It is actively killing me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I went through a long period of my life. Years. Decade, probably. Where I like wouldn't eat it. No way. I would occasionally. But I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I can't eat fast no food. Way. I shouldn't eat fast food. It's not good for you, blah, 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 blah. And then as I got older and fatter, I just decided it's let's just I'm gonna succumb to the monster. Let's live a life. <laughs> right? Let's just live that life. Yeah. And I don't eat fast food that often. I mean but I probably eat once a week. You ever had a quesarito? I have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so, you know, and on top of that, I feel like I could come to this with a bit of an expertise. Oh, I, I agree. I think you can. Um, because I worked at Burger King. Oh, that's true. I was, I I was, I was, I started on the specialty, um, line. So making all the chicken and fries, I started there, worked my way up. That's a specialty? Chicken and fries? Just like anything that isn't a burger, what they consider like a special... Well, fries were one thing. Yeah. And then the specialty items were like the chicken stuff. Oh, all right. All right. And then I worked my way up because I was the best employee by a vast margin. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I worked my way up to the to the manager. cheeseburger bar. To the manager of the store? No. Oh. To the cheeseburger line. So I ran that line. Oh, before that, I ran the broiler. So I was oh. the guy that steamed the buns. And ran the patties through the broiler. Okay. And then I came to the burger line, and then eventually I hit the gold standard, the Whopper line. Oh, my gosh. I ran that Whopper line. You were a Whopper maker? Yeah, I was. And that was back in the day before we had computers at all to, contr- to tell you what the order... I mean, McDonald's had computers, but not Burger King. So they still had the, the microphone. Yeah. So when somebody ordered, they'd be like, I took a Whopper no pickle. <laughs> I caught the no pickle. That's it. And so it was very difficult. It was still, I will maintain, an extremely stressful job. 
not to be maligned by people as some sort of bullshit easy job. Yeah. Uh, it was an extremely difficult job and stressful, or at least for somebody that gives a shit about their job and either mm-hmm. a little bit, which most of the employees did not. <laughs> right. I'm sure they didn't. But it is amazing how you get. And, and Burger King, um, I don't know, it's not as popular now, but when I worked there, every day during lunch, there would be a line out the door and there would be a line of cars around the building. In Morris. In Morris, yeah. And, and now it's like a ghost town. It is a ghost town. Nobody goes to Burger King. Anymore. I will say... Um, it's where you go to die. Almost every single order was so fucked up. Like the stupid shit I had to do. Like Whopper, no bun, cutting quarters. What? Pickles only. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. So I have... Every a, order was something like that. I, you know how many Whoppers I had to cut in quarters? I've never heard of this. That's what people do because you can have it your way. And they're going to make their way as annoying as possible. I I don't change my order very often at all. Yeah. Um, and I always have this issue is like, if I change it, it's going to be messed up. Yeah. So I likely. might as well order it the way they just want it to be. And I'll pick off what I, I don't want. I hate when people ask for anything special. Did, Marley just, does it with every single order. It drives me insane. If I have to order for her and she says something that isn't, is anything. <laughs> you just ignore it. I'm just like, nope, not doing that. The only thing I've done ever really of changing an order has been asking, uh, McDonald's used to have this sweet chili sauce. They don't have it anymore. But uh, Mr. Seedentop told me about this little hack. And on a McChicken, you could ask for no mayonnaise, add sweet chili sauce to a McChicken. Sounds good, but the mayonnaise is one of the best parts. It is, but when you add that sweet chili, I would get one McChicken with mayonnaise, one McChicken with sweet chili sauce. And then switch the buns. That's what you should do. I should have, but I never did that. And But I used to eat them like that. Man, that was so good. And then a, a new thing that I do is that I add Mac sauce to everything. Oh. Because you can add Big Mac sauce to everything. Even a cheeseburger? Like a yeah, oh, yeah. I would get... I get. Well, this is going to change my life. I get double cheeseburgers with Mac sauce, and it is... The best thing ever. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into our top 10 here. Yes. Um, I will start with my number 10 right off the top. It's a little place called Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen. Wow. You yeah. got that way lower than I thought you would. Um, lower or higher? Lower. No. Oh. I haven't eaten a ton at Popeye's. I am not actually a huge fried chicken fan as far as like, pieces of fried chicken right but they have a lot of good sandwiches like chicken sandwiches Mm -hmm. they have some real good biscuits and they got a good fries that are like seasoned with like cajun seasoning yeah and um their chicken is like seasoned with cajun seasoning right and it's excellent it's really good it's as far as chicken goes it's one of the best out there really yeah i that's my problem is that i have not eaten at popeye's enough to give it a fair review i don't think so here's another preface real quick to this um list we are coming from the midwest yes we may not have it's the same awesome that we have to say that now because we have people listen all over the country right 
and they're gonna be like, "What are you talking about, In and Out Burger?" Yeah, exactly. So, like, I'm sorry, I've never eaten an In and Out Burger. That's the problem is that we haven't been across the country and eaten at every fast food location. So, a lot of out west joints or eastern joints we haven't necessarily been to. So, we're coming from a place of the Midwest, and that's all we can really grade it on. Yeah. Oh, other things. I, that we- I will tell you. I have eaten it some in the West that I may have on my list. And another thing is we're doing no pizza. No pizza. And nowhere that you have a waitress. No steak and shake. Nothing where you have a waiter wait on you. Because I love steak and shake. Frisco Melt's one of my favorite sandwiches yeah. in the history of mankind. Absolutely. The Frisco Melt at Steak and Shake is the best thing ever. But also there's Waffle House that I would consider fast food. It is not. It is a diner, clearly. It is a diner. Um, so we're not counting any of those. They cannot make it on to our list whatsoever. I also, just for my personal thing, I try to um, include in my top 10 anyway, my honorable mentions might be a little different, things that are more ubiquitous, larger chains. I didn't necessarily do your smaller regional chains. However, I shouldn't say that. We'll just continue on. If yeah. it's fast food, it's fast food. It's fast opinion. food. Yeah. So my number 10 is going to be, it's going to blow you out of the water. You may not even ever heard of it. I don't okay. know. Okay. Um, but I've eaten at it often when I went and visited my sister when she lived in Washington, Illinois, down by the Peoria. Okay. Um, but there are others around the state, I think all over actually, and it's called Einstein Brothers Bagels. You know, I see them all over. I've never eaten one. What they can do with a bagel is amazing to I, me. I look, I, I've seen it, and bagels are one of my favorite food oh, in the world. It is so good. So I want to go there more than anything. They bagel have, sandwiches, would I know. Be, uh, unbelievable. And we bitch about McDonald's not having bagels right now because they don't have bagel sandwiches. But uh, Einstein Brothers Bagels will do anything you want with a bagel, and they have a huge list of things you can do with it. And can you? Everything. Can you Chris, do everything? they have a special room for that. <laughs> and it's. Usually there's a line, but you can do it. Um, but it's the first place I also had caribou coffee. Caribou coffee is pretty good. It's not bad. That's where, yeah, I've drank a lot of caribou coffee. That's the first time I ever saw it, but that's where they, they have them all over champagne. That's, but they hold that style of coffee like exclusively. Yes, exclusively. That's the word I was trying to think of. But anyway, what they can do with a bagel, everything that they do in that place is very good. They also have like donuts and different stuff. But they have like savory options too with bagels. Oh yeah, that's and, what I want. Oh my gosh! Oh, just, give me a pastrami bagel. Yeah, they have it. Oh, I love bagels. It's so good. I want to go there. I didn't. I have not. So it's not. On my to be life. honest, I've only I've only eaten there maybe five times in my life. But those five times have left such a mark. It had to be in my top ten. Okay, similar story on my number nine. Um, it's weird that I'm going chicken heavy here because I'm not a huge chicken guy for the most part. I love chicken. Um, but this is a place I've only eaten at twice in my life. Oh, all right. And I know we have a lot of listeners in the Carolinas. And this we is in 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 Florida. Mm-hmm. So this is gonna one that's gonna resonate with them because it's a it's a southeastern chain. I okay. Believe. It's called Bojangles. I've heard of Bojangles before. I've passed by some Bojangles, never ate there. And it is delightful. Really? Yeah, it's a very good chicken place. Um they have all kinds of chicken sandwiches. They can. It's like a. It's like a Popeyes, basically. It's like a raisin canes. I've never been there. See, that's a Western chicken place. Okay, I've uh, heard of it, but my, no, I'm not my sister there. always talks up a storm about raisin canes because she lived in Vegas and then went to Wyoming and Cheyenne, and they've got them all over out there. If you live in the Carolinas, you, I mean, Bojangles is like your 
KFC. Okay. Um, and it is delicious, and I love it. So that is my number nine. My number nine is a Western-style burger joint that I have eaten at multiple times. But again, it's only maybe a handful of times, kind of like Einstein Brothers. Um, and you already named it, and it's In-N-Out Burger. Oh, I've never eaten there. Uh, so I've eaten there a few times. Every time I went to visit my sister in Vegas, there's an In-N-Out Burger right really so close it, to them. It's got to be overhyped, right? Because everybody's obsessed with it. Yes. Okay. I will agree. It's overhyped. That I doesn't like, mean it's not good. I'm oh, just saying it's... Oh, no, it's good. It's very good. It's a very good burger. I feel like you get all of the best things from them. I feel like you get the really good fries. You get a really good burger. Like, you tell them what you want. You know, you have to know the lingo, though. This is where the downfall comes in. I didn't know the lingo, and then slows the whole process down. But then once you start to know the lingo of how to order these burgers, you can get in there and just, like, slam the perfect order out. See, that's what they're doing. They're making it into basically like a cult. Yeah, you're a cult, So for sure. people want to go back there because they feel proud of some stupid thing, like knowing oh, that they want it naked I have style like or this, something. I have this monthly payment style. that I just pay in an outburger now for no reason. <laughs> Um, no, it was very good. I sat down and ate it. And then when we left the very first time, I was like, yeah, it was good. It didn't blow me away. The next time I went there and I knew what to do. And I was like, oh, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to throw this in there, throw that in there. Like, give me those three patties with the onion and the pickle and the ketchup and mustard and whatever you got to say. And it got better. And then the next time I went there, it got better. And I... Because you feel like an insider. I was kind of an insider. Yeah, that's why they do that. And I really enjoyed it. Um, and I had to, I, again, it like touched me in a, in a place where I had to throw it on my top. In an in, in appropriate in, place. In my nine, my number nine spot. Well, that's good. Uh, my number eight is one that people are going to disagree with heartily. Oh, really? It's going to cause a lot of controversy. Okay. All right, because a lot of people... I'm interested in this. Are stuff. real crazy about this place. Really? And they're going to want it to be higher. And it's just one of those places that if you live in the Chicago area, this is a regional um, fast food restaurant that's starting to spread across the country. But I feel like it gets a little overhyped, frankly, and people are a little crazy about it. But it is Portillo's. Okay. I like that place i like it i feel like a lot of people would have it higher in the chicagoland area people are fiercely proud of it you're right um especially people from the suburbs mm-hmm. um oh all the suburb suburbians are that's the only place you can go yeah and it's like insane to drive through there and have people in the parking lot taking your orders and stuff and it, listen i love it i love a, a italian beef sandwich oh or yeah a, love them a combo I've never had a burger from there. The guys okay. at work were talking. There's one guy that goes to Portillo's all the time, and he's like, you haven't had a Portillo's burger before? I said, no, never no. have. I was like, let's go and get one of those yeah. because I want to try this now. They, the salad bar place, the make-your-own-salad place looks great. I've never done that. Yeah, I haven't either. Um, I feel so rushed. Yes, you always feel Portillo's. rushed. But I always end up, you know, and they have hot dogs, of course. It's very Chicago-y, um, yeah. and that's fine. I believe it's pronounced... Chicago. 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 <laughs> I can't. Do it. Um, but anyway, I do enjoy it. Um, it is quality stuff for sure. 
Um, they also very have, good. It's they, not cheap. No, food. it's not cheap. They have very good fries. The last time I went there, I'm like, you know what? Everybody is obsessed with the cake here, the, the chocolate, chocolate cake. cake. Never had in my life. So the last time I went there, I'm oh, like, I'm gonna get this cake. It's pretty good. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. it is real good. I know a man that literally killed, almost killed himself off of Portillo's chocolate cake, and ended up moving away from there to get away from their chocolate cake. It's really good because it was such a problem for him. Yeah. He would order whole cakes and bring them home and eat all of them. It's a problem. Um, but it is really good. I feel like a lot of people would have it higher, but I don't because I feel like it, while I feel like it's great, it's a little overhyped for my taste. You know, I agree with you. And if we're being honest here, and if everybody wants to like guess at what my top is, Portillo's in it. Okay. I'm just going to tell you. I never even honestly thought about it right. in my head because it's just... It's one of those things that people that are from Chicago that move across the country, like, and if you're coming there from Chicago, they're like, bring it on the plane. Yeah, <laughs> yes. It's that. It is. White, no, you're right. White Castle's another one. You're right. My, my uncle lived in Nevada, in Las Vegas. Yeah. And anytime anybody came out there, he would have White Castle flown back. Really? Yeah. Do they not have White Castles out there? I think it's like a regional thing. I guess you're right. Because it's the In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. That's why. I mean, it's from Chicago or area. Um, So, yeah, my number eight is probably going to be panned because it is, you know, kind of cliche. Um, But it's a chicken joint. It's not Popeye's. What do you think it is? It's KFC. It is KFC. Yeah. I love their home-style buckets. I love their mashed potatoes. I, I like KFC a lot too. I feel like I didn't get enough credit. The KFC buffet was one of my favorite places in the world. That's thank you for saying that, Chris. <laughs> That's what I was going to bring up. KFC had a buffet that I loved as yeah. a child. We would go there not very often at, at all. Well, we because went there, uh, we went there after high school. It was still there when I was in high school. No, nah, we always went to the feed bag. But when I was in high school, for everything, we would leave at the end of the day after school and we on the way home we'd go through Morris and go to the KFC buffet. Yeah. Me and Victor Rexroad and we would eat there like all the time and then it go was home. so great. I loved everything about that. I love all of their sides. Um I really don't think there's a side that I don't enjoy. On the buffet they had fr- uh, chicken gizzard. Fried, I didn't fried I don't chicken remember gizzards that. and I loved them. My dad eats a lot of chicken gizzards. KFC had the best side. I'm obsessed with it to this day of my life in the world. Okay. Yeah. And it's like discontinued everywhere. Which one? The macaroni salad. KFC. They mac- don't have macaroni salad anymore. No, macaroni salad was from KFC specifically was uh, the best macaroni salad I've ever had in my life. I've spent my entire life searching for that. Trying to get. I love mac salad. In so, first do place, I, so do I. So do I. But they're yeah, never yeah, yeah. the KFC one was a little sweet. Oh, it was incredible. Well, I don't care what anybody says. Their chicken is phenomenal. You can get it so many different it ways. It really is good. It's it's really it solid chicken. Very good chicken. What's your preferred method? Or do you like uh extra crispy? Do you like oven roasted? Do you like what do you like? So it depends on the mood. I think the oven roasted is so much better than I ever thought it would be. Correct. It's very good. That it blew me away. But I do want an extra crispy. I love extra crispy as well. You got to give me the extra crispy if I don't have another choice, or if I'm in a bit of a mood, maybe I'll get the home style. You know? Yeah. Um, isn't that what it's called, home style? I don't know, but they or also, is it oven grilled or oven what, baked? They had or, grilled for a while. They had um, the non crispy. They had the hot chicken for a while. 
Um, yeah, that, the, that every once good. in a while they come out with like sandwiches. They had those uh, burrito things. But they had the Nashville hot chicken, right? Yeah, they had one of those, but they had those uh, twisters. Yep, those were great. Do you remember the I, twisters? You don't know how many twisters I ate. Holy that was like my smokes. go-to. I love those twisters. Those I, things were like I crack. also like their wings. Their wings are really good. The wings are very good, but I ha- the, if I get the their honey chicken. honey barbecue wings. Oh, that's a whole nother level. You get the honey with the biscuits. Absolutely. And their biscuits are fine. I wouldn't put their biscuits above everyone else's. I just think they're fine. But something about that honey sauce, that they it's call it honey, a honey sauce. sauce. Yes, because I've tried to recreate it with honey at my house, and yeah. it's not as good. I don't know what they do. It's something. They I add think sugar David, to honey, I think. <laughs> yeah, they might. I think David recreated that. I don't remember. He recreated some sort of honey it's very good. Um, You're making me kind of rethink my priorities but, here with Bojangles and Popeyes. I should add KFC. I'm telling you, I love KFC, and maybe it is a regional thing. You know, it probably is. I don't think KFC's as big in other places. Oh yes, but it is. KFC's like the biggest chicken chain in the world. Is it really yeah, across ch- the country? Churches is pretty big. But, Churches chicken is huge. Yeah. But uh, KFC's by far the biggest. It's got to be. Okay. Well, all y'all need to try some KFC. Yeah, they got great advertising, too. Get yourself a bucket. They really do. <laughs> really good advertising. I love when Norm McDonald was the uh, the yeah. um, guy. All right, so that's your number eight. Yes, sir. Ten, nine, eight. Seven. Okay, my number seven is the staple of drunk men and women across America and also a favorite of mine, and that is Taco Bell. This is a travesty. Too low? Yes. I can't believe it. I don't even know what you would... I don't even know what you're going to do. I don't know. Well, Go ahead. Um, I don't feel like it's low. I mean, it's at seven, right? So mm-hmm. there's a lot mm-hmm. of things I love about Taco Bell, except for that feeling you get after you eat Taco Bell. I revel in the feeling. <laughs> but I do like that it seems like you can eat an endless amount of Taco Bell. Can't stop. Like man. some of the orders that I make at Taco Bell... Are like three meals. I've been involved with a lot of these orders that you've made. Some of them, not a lot of them, but some of these orders that you made at Taco Bell. It's a lot of food. Yeah, it's a lot of food. Half of it you've left in my car before. Um, I'm a fan of my my go to, which they don't have on the menu anymore. I don't think it was the grilled stuffed burrito, beef, yeah. no beans. That's my only special order in any fast food restaurants. I get no beans on the grilled stuffed burrito. Okay, uh, beef. Soft shell on the taco, crunch wrap supreme, please mm-hmm. add that in because that's one of the greatest inventions in the history of mankind. Pretty good. Uh, get yourself a diet Mountain Dew that is always going to be ninety percent water, and that is one issue I have with Taco Bell. It really is. I've never been a Baja Blast guy. No, me neither. I can't get I can't get over the but Baja their Baja Blast. sauce that they used to have on their chalupas. Yes, that was real good. Um, but overall, they have a, a solid offering, and I will eat there any day of the week. But I rarely just go eat there non, like I rarely eat there sober. No. Yeah, which I, I can understand. I don't know why. I don't know why either. It's good. Uh, That's my number seven. Your number seven is my number seven. Might throw you for a loop again too. It is a sandwich joint. Can you guess which one it would be? You may have worked for the man. Burger King. No. Oh, Jimmy John's. Yeah, Jimmy John's. I this... did. I worked for two. <laughs> I didn't I actually work at a Jimmy John's restaurant. I no, worked you worked for, for Jimmy, Jimmy John, John. Yeah. as a personal slave slash lumberjack. Yeah, that's why I said you worked for the man. Yeah, that's that's a whole story. Um, Jimmy John's. I I think Jimmy John's is far and away better than most sandwich joints. Absolutely. I think it's their bread that it's, has it is absolutely crack their in bread. it. 
I don't know what it is. I get in an Italian nightclub almost every time. It's a number nine. But every other sandwich I think is just as delicious. I just love the fact that the Italian nightclub has all of this ridiculous sauce on it that it just makes me feel better. So I would always started with the Italian nightclub. That was my order back in the day. And then I got and discovered the um, the one that's the big roast beef. It's got like double the roast beef. Yes. So I was going with that extra mayo. You Very always good. do extra mayo. No, you have to. Um, I was obsessed with that until a guy that works for me, Kyle, told me about this sandwich that I must have been new. I'd never seen it before called the Ultimate Porker. And it is, I don't know if I like had that ham either. and bacon and a bunch of other stuff. It's like three kinds of pork. Really? Yeah. So that's great. Do you know, is there a number for that one? Or? Um, I don't remember. It don't matter. I'm going to order it tomorrow. <laughs> um, and then recently they just came out with a new sandwich, which I'm really enjoying called the Jimmy's Cubano. Yeah. Yes, you told me about this, and I had one recently, just the other day. Uh, the and it's, ultimate porker is smoked ham, applewood, smoked bacon, topped with mayo, fresh lettuce, and tomato. Very good, Cub- Cubano. 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 So it's like a Cuban with pickles, a lot of pickles. Yep, it's yeah. very good. And their chips are the best, salt and vinegar for me. Very good chips, very good cookies, drink selections, fine. The only thing that bothers me is that every time I eat one, I get a giant sore on the roof of my mouth after chewing through their bread. That I oh. smell the bread. When like, I was in college, I had a Jimmy John's right next to my... It's uh, like right behind my two front teeth. It just like wears away the skin. Just a little bit stiffer bread on the outside, you know? It's not hard by any means. But for some reason, just wears that top layer of skin off my behind my teeth every well, time. When I was in college, there was a Jimmy John's a block away from where I lived, and I would go in there like after going for the bar, I'd be walking home, I'd swing in there, like for fifty cents, you could get a day old loaf of bread. Oh yeah, and I'd get like two loaves of bread, but the loaves are long, long. They're yeah, and I would chow those just that's, bread alone. It's awesome. <laughs> that's when you know you're poor. Yeah, I'm a college student. I mean. Delicious. You do what you do. I here's one other thing though. They always ask you if you want peppers. You can add spicy like peppers. Never to been things. asked that. You haven't? No. Every time I've ordered a sandwich, they're like, "Would you like to add peppers?" I've never had a mask that ever in my entire life. You're joking me? No. Every time I say yes, hmm. I would love. I want those to do it now. Peppers. Um, I know so much more about the inside track of Jimmy John's more than any human being alive, except for Jimmy himself. Or, so or if you Mr. need to know, <laughs> if you need to know some inside baseball on Jimmy John's, I know all about it. He's it's a very um interesting company. Anyway, it's my a, it's a web of intricacies. Yes, it is. That lows, very lows, very highs. <laughs> He started uh, Jimmy John's in Eastern Illinois University, Charleston, Illinois, um, with a loan from his dad, and he sold drugs out of the back. That's how he made money. I didn't know that. Yeah. You never told me that part of it. All right. Well, we'll just leave that hanging there and go on to number six. My number six is a little place called Wendy's. Wendy's? I do like Wendy's. Dave Thomas's Wendy's itself. Um, you know, there was a long period of time where I pretty much only ate at Wendy's because they had healthier options. So you could get a side salad. Yeah, they had a lot of salad stuff. Um, and if you got like the homestyle chicken sandwich with a side salad and a diet Coke, it was only like 500 calories total. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, great. 
you know, I think it was even less than 500 calories. So I'm a big fan of Wendy's. I've, I've, I don't do that anymore. Now I typically stick with the junior bacon cheeseburger, which really? I love. No I, Dave's double. Sometimes I'll get the double or the yeah. single. Any of those. They're all excellent sandwiches. They really are. Um, I would say they're above the fast food pack as far as the like gigantic chain churn them out. I agree with you. Here's what I liked about them is their difference. And I didn't n- normally get these options, but I like the fact that they have the different options of a loaded baked potato. Yeah, I never get any of those. Chili. I know, but I, if you and eat I don't in, either. You never get them in the drive-thru. I and just I always think like, eat in huh. at Wendy's. I should get a baked potato because I freaking love baked potatoes. Never got one, no. but I think it's an awesome option that they have. I have gotten their chili multiple times. It's pretty good. Um, but they had, I think they still have it. I haven't been there in a while, but they had a, a chicken sandwich called the Asiago Chicken Ranch. Yep. Bacon Chicken Ranch or Chicken Bacon Ranch sandwich. Oh, boy, does that hit the spot. Yeah. You know, if you're looking for a chicken sandwich... That's the one to go with because it's very good. Well, I enjoy a good Wendy's. Um, lots of times I'll just order a spicy chicken and a junior bacon cheeseburger. No fries. Their fries are mediocre. and They really are. Their they improved are... them significantly when, when they went to like the fresh cut fries or whatever they are. That they have a little bit of skin on them. They, yeah, they do. But they they're did improve, still... but they're not great. They're meh. Um, they have good chicken nuggets and I they lo- do their fro- frosties are one of the greatest inventions in the world, but I never get them because you got to eat them with a spoon. So have you heard of this trend of where people eat frosties with their French fries? Yeah, I think they're animals. That's a I caveman have, tactic. I have no interest in that. That was a, that's a big thing. It's a big thing. It will draw a lot of criticism that we're giving it criticism, but well, maybe, it, maybe it will, but I just, I don't know why you would do that. No, I agree. Their Frosties, I saw a recipe for, like a homemade Frosty, and it was, I can't remember every ingredient, but I'm positive they added Cool Whip. Oh. To make it, like, softer, I guess. Thicker. Yeah, it's pretty thick, thick, but soft. It's like a mix between a milkshake and soft serve. It is. It's really good. They're, they're, they are. They, <laughs> they hit something there. Yeah. They made gold with that. You never hear about McDonald's, like milkshakes and stuff anymore mm, yeah you do do you yeah their milkshakes are good i never they don't even hit they're, my radar they're, they're triple thick man gosh i don't ever see commercials for them. but they're oh, every time i've go to mcdonald's to get a one, milkshake their machines are always broken the only one i ever see is uh the shamrock shake yeah that's, that's it that's the only one i ever not see. many people order well anyway we'll talk more about mcdonald's in a little bit but uh, my number six, six is another like offshoot of the Midwestern culture. We just ate at the world's largest Culver's. Don't do that. Chris. Don't do that. Culver's is my number six. Culver's is terrible. It's not terrible. It's very good. It's not good. I love it. You don't like their fries. I love their fries. I, think I always get the cheese curds. I think they're awesome. Their cheese curds a little bit of one note for me. Yeah, they're not And they great. don't do it anymore. My boys love them. They love the cheese curds. I like I like their fish sandwiches because they're great. I usually get the fish sandwich. It's All of good. their chicken is phenomenal. Their burgers are good. They're just very thin, so you got to get a bigger style of burger. I mean, I feel like their food is like above a lot of other places, and I don't know where the hate comes from in your world. Strong disagreement. Because I, I really do. I feel like it's so much better than other places. But Everywhere uh, else is so cookie cutter. And they're, they're becoming cookie cutter. 
in their own world. Well, at least in the Midwest. I don't but know. They're not in other places. No, they're not in other places. I just think it's a very good. They have a lot of sauces. I love their honey mustard. I like, I get the, like the, the chicken tender basket. Yeah, that's what Marley gets. Buffalo chicken tender basket. The buffalo chicken tenders are very good. I just get the regular one and dip them in honey mustard. Man, you could feed me on that shit for a week, hmm. and I'd be good to go. Well, I've never been a huge fan, but I've never disliked it. So I do like um, custard. I like custard a lot. Their custard's very good as they, well. They're solid for the their and they give a free game. scoop to the kids. Yeah, that is good. And their little kitty baskets. It's very good. Those concrete mixers. They're yeah. good. Oh yeah, you can add so much shit to them. But we did eat at the world's largest Culver's. We did just recently on the way home on the from Snarf our camping Talk road trip. trip. Yeah, in the, Snar- in the Snarf Talk bus it, that we're having wrapped. Yeah, we're going to wrap it in <laughs> vinyl and take it across country, do live podcasts. Yep, someday when we're next in. week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my number six Culver's. My number five. Throw stones at me if you will. I will. My number five is one that we have talked about. It is for a man that I am very well acquainted. Jimmy John himself. Jimmy John's. Mr. Jimmy John's. Sandwiches. The best sandwich slash sub shop, in my opinion. A lot of people might say Jersey Mike. I've never eaten there, so I can't I either. comment. I heard one is coming to Morris. I, yeah, I can't comment on that. Right next to the Panda Express. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's supposed to be a Starbucks. No, there's a Panda Express. And Starbucks. Oh, and a Jersey Mike. All three? That's what I heard. Seems not completely unnecessary. It is, but that's what happens in <laughs> um, towns. Well, Jimmy John's is, as we've talked about plenty, um, solid. Solid Very game. Solid. Very solid. I can eat there pretty much any time. For me, it's not like a place that I'll search out a lot of times, but it's like a standard, like if you can't decide what you want, you always want Jimmy John's. Yeah. If you don't want to eat fast food burger joint, Yep. It just feels a little lighter, cleaner, more upscale. And don't get it confused with Subway. All right. If you're not familiar with these two places, a lot of people are familiar with Subway. It is not the same. Okay. Oh my God, no. Subway is straight trash. So I don't necessarily think Subway is trash, but I did have their new barbecue rib sandwich at Subway the other day. I didn't even know they had that. Uh, it's like a it's like those rib the McRib. Rib. It's like a McRib. From from the school? Yeah, it's like the ones from the school. Oh, I would eat But on a foot long. Well, I have to go there <laughs> yes. now. Because when the kids, so when this whole COVID thing happened at our school, when they were keeping kids at home, they were delivering lunches home. And I searched through their lunches and found all of their ribet sandwiches. Yeah, which none of my kids would eat. And oh no, my the boys love them. I just didn't so. let them eat them, <laughs> and I would take them all to work. It's the same meat, and hide them at work, and I ate the crap out of them. It's the same meat. They just squeeze the barbecue sauce on. It's yeah. great. It's pretty good. It's so good. I like their meatball sandwich. Anyway, why are we talking about Subway, uh, which is a Trash No, what I was going to say is like, don't get them confused. The bread is different. The sandwiches are different. They're just better in every way. You don't necessarily have the options like. It's a way higher like quality. Subway, product. but like the sandwich is already like all of the ingredients for the sandwich are there. And they just put it together for you. And I can't stress this enough. The meats are high quality. Yeah, they really are. They're not garbage. Yep. 
So that's my number five. Your number five, Gerald. We're in the top five here, so this is we big, are. big time. This is big time. So my number five is becoming pretty big in the last, I would say, five to six years. Chris is not a fan. He already told me this over the weekend, which I was a suit. I just blew me away. Uh, but I've eaten there not a ton, not a ton of times, but I've eaten there enough to say that it is absolutely a number five. Another chicken joint, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is straight garbage, man. You can shove that up your tailpipe. <laughs> no, it's not straight garbage. It's fine. Uh, it is Chick-fil-A so sauce is excellent. Chick-fil-A sauce is good, but I don't understand how you can make a chicken sandwich and put no sauce on it whatsoever and eat it and feel like there's sauce all over it. I don't know how they, how did they do that? I feel like, I don't know. I don't get it. It's, I just don't get the hype on this place. The Chick-fil-A sauce is great. Their chicken biscuits are good. You're just not ordering the right things. I'm not a huge fan of chicken sandwiches to begin with. Well, then, all right, there's your problem right there. If you don't want to order a chicken sandwich anywhere you go, you ain't going to like this place. I love me a good chicken sandwich. If you can give me, like a, we were talked about earlier, Tennessee hot chicken. Nashville hot chicken. Or Nashville, yeah. The hot chicken is one of my favorite sandwiches you can ever I've never had that. I should try it. It's so good. It I won't have, be long before we have a Chick-fil-A in Morris. I guarantee you that. They're popping up everywhere. They really are because they're it's blowing up. It's got to be huge. But the closest one to us right now is almost Bolingbrook. They were um, supposed to come to Juliet. I don't know if they've done that I there was yet. one in Shorewood, no? No. Oh. They well, whatever. You're, they're all over the suburbs. But uh, that's why I haven't eaten there a ton. But every time I do, damn, is that chicken good. <laughs> All right, I'll take your word for it, I guess. Mm. I've only eaten there a couple times. So. And then, so here's a quick hack for the sauces, right? Mm-hmm. It's not really a hack at the at the establishment itself, but you can go to a, a Sam's or a Walmart, something like that, and they have a sauce. I believe it's just called chicken sauce. It's like very generic, but it is the identical sauce to chick-fil-a really oh yes very much so that sauce is spectacular so we have it at work all the time and uh a one uh pagoda is the one who was bringing it in because he's the condiment king me too i'm a condiment king as well i've never seen anybody put the amount of sauces on things says nate he mixed things together he has things drowning in sauce i don't even know if he actually likes food to be honest, I'm a, almost the same way. It drives people crazy. Yes, sometimes it I me crazy. make my own condiments. So I'll take if you take a spicy brown mustard and you mix it with a Miracle Whip, okay. it makes a really delightful chicken sauce. That sounds good. But go I, ahead. I like a good sauce, but I don't want you. I don't want it swimming in sauce to where that's all you taste. Mm, me, and the I only do. the only texture you get, or the only thing you get, is the texture from the food, and then just all sauce. Flavor. I'm, I'm in for that. Why don't you just drink the sauce? I would. It just doesn't <laughs> fill you up enough. <laughs> so Nate's the one who showed me that sauce. I believe it's called chicken dipping sauce. Mm-hmm. And it's in a, a squeeze bottle. You can buy it at a Sam's or a Walmart. Get I'm, that. I'm going to be buying that. Uh, my number four is, I think, one that people will maybe, maybe be upset about. But I don't care. Because I love it. Okay. And it is one that is ridiculed constantly in pop culture. Is it really? Yeah. And uh, Hardee's. No. Oh. Carl's Jr. But they have the meats, Jerry. Arby's. Arby's is my number they four. They have the meats. 
So before you jump all over me on this, or not you, but the listening audience, oh, maybe you still have it on your list. Um, there are some things that are spectacular about Arby's. Now, mm-hmm. we've established earlier that I'm a sauce person. Yep. They have a, one concoction that is the greatest fast food sauce yeah. ever invented. I believe, and, I believe it's called donkey sauce, right? It is called horsey sauce. Ah. I was close. And I can't get enough of it. It is basically horseradish mayo. That's all it is. And it is, but it, not with that mayonnaise flavor. It's not a mayonnaise no, flavor. No, it's not heavy on mayonnaise, but it's that is what it is. It's it's horseradish mayonnaise. Um, it is amazing. And so I'm not a traditional, um, you know, I love a good beef and cheddar, the onion roll. It's good, but that's not what I get. Yeah. I, I love their market fresh sandwiches. They come. Do you get those? That's you all I get. You know why he never got them? Their market fresh sandwiches are delightful. Yeah, they're on a really nice piece of like whole wheat type whole five grain bread or whatever yeah. it is, oh, yeah. um, piled up. I believe I, it's a seven seven grain. grain. Uh, I get the chicken uh, no, turkey bacon ranch. Oh, so it's piled high with turkey. I like that. Real cheddar cheese. All right, yeah. shaved off um, and bacon. And mayo, and then I dip the whole sandwich in horsey sauce. First of all, I take the top off. Uh-huh. I fill it with horsey sauce. Right. Close that. And then you dip it in the sauce. Dip it in the horsey sauce. and That's a bit much. I absolutely love their curly fries. I do, too. Can't get enough of them. And their curly fries are the greatest uh, vehicle of horsey sauce in the history of mankind. I don't, I don't disagree. They're so amazing in horsey sauce. So I'm a huge fan of that. That's all I get there. That's what I get there every time. I've been getting that there for 10 years. But listen to me. If you can't bury your face in a double beef and cheddar, They're you're good. not an American. Their beef and cheddars are solid. That onion, the tang of what that onion the, from that onion roll. What's the sauce that they put on the... That's Arby's sauce. Arby's sauce. Which Arby's is like sauce a thin barbecue. Is... Uh, is it a bar? I don't think it's a barbecue. I think it's in the barbecue family. If you buy the sauce, have you ever had tiger sauce? No. I have it at my house. I'm going to let you try it. You, the only place I've ever found it is Burkhart's. Um, You can get it there. But uh, I, I used to watch a lot of like uh, competition barbecue stuff. They had shows on all the time. And there was this one guy that made his competition ribs. He, every time he went out uh, to do... Like barbecue competitions, the only thing he would win was his ribs. He always won the ribs. Uh, Johnny Trigg was the guy's name, older guy. And the way he did his ribs is that after he cooked them for a while on the smoker, and when he went to wrap them, he would put brown sugar, parquet, squeezable butter down. He'd squeeze all this butter down, and then he poured tiger sauce over top. I was like, tiger sauce? Where the hell do you find that? I found it. And it's at Burkhart's. That's the only place I've ever found it. And you can use it on fish, chicken, beef, all that stuff. It has a completely different flavor than you'll ever know in your life. Maybe it's like a barbecue sauce, but it's kind of spicy, but it's kind of ketchupy, but it's kind of mustardy. I don't know what it is. That's what I feel like Arby sauce is. <laughs> okay. I'm like, where are you connecting this? Yeah. Well, that's how I feel. Arby, Arby sauce yeah. is like in between all of those things. Yes, I don't know is. what it, it is. It is kind of. I'm not like a ultimate fan of Arby sauce, although I do like it. Sometimes I'll alternate the horsey and Arby. I like it so much with the beef and cheddar. Oh, on the beef and cheddar, it's golden. Because you get the all that cheddar flavor, the beef and that sauce, and it's just 
this goop of meat and bun and sauce. Yeah, and their oh, buns are great. Gosh. They also, um, we've taken their the kids, they have sliders now. Okay. The sliders are excellent, too. That's what the kids always get. Um, they have a lot of great things on the menu. They, they really, really do. do. For a while, they had subs, oh, and their subs were really good. They've they got a Reuben. Italian beef subs. I've had a couple times where I got the Reuben. The Reuben is not, not good. Where it wasn't good, but a couple times I had the Reuben, and it was very good. Hmm. The only time I had the Reuben and it was not good is because it was soggy. The whole thing was soggy. Yeah. But then I got it a couple times where it was really crispy on the outside. It was delightful, but that was not in Morris. Okay. That was in a different location. Well, and their turnovers are good. I've uh, never had a turnover. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> I'll gosh. tell you, what, Arby's is so underrated. <laughs> they really are. It's like one of my favorites. I, I know. We had this discussion earlier this week, and well, I it's, agree. It's, in fact, my number four. It is your number four. My number four is... I think a mainstay in most cultures. I mean, if unless you're a caveman, and it is Dairy Queen. Okay. I like Dairy Queen. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm honestly, if my wife listens to this, she's gonna be like, "What? We prob- really? Uh, you put Dairy Queen right there? Because I'm not a huge ice cream guy." Yeah, but their food, uh, I will say, um, of all the fast food restaurants, Dairy Queen's maybe the one we eat at the most. I tell you what, my kids absolutely love Dairy Queen because they want, well, my oldest doesn't really like ice cream either, but it's something about their burgers and hot dogs. That fire burger is one I always get, the yeah. fire one. Oh, That's yeah. That's pretty good. Um, they do have one thing that blows the world apart, and that is the country gravy. The country gravy, my friend. <laughs> Yeah. I really feel like you need to go to Dwight. Yeah, in Dwight order f- is the su- most is, superior. Is the where, King, this is where you King. find the... Dwight is a town close to us, um, but it's a little bit of a travel, about 10 miles south, and that Dairy Queen establishment is bar none better than any Dairy Queen I've been to in a long time. And it's just... The food is very good to me. I don't know why. Maybe I'm a... Like a poor man that doesn't know what good food is, I don't know. I, I have no idea how to how to label this except for I love their food. I love their fries. They don't have any like particular sauces. I usually get the cheese curds there. They're better. The than, cheese curds they're better are than very Culver's. good, and I would agree. It's weird, but they are better. Culver's used to have really good cheese curds when I first ever had them, but they've they've I'm worn out on them. But Dairy uh, their Queen, onion rings are spectacular. That's what I order every time. I don't even order fries there. I order onion rings with anything I get. Yeah. Their country gravy, though, like I said, is spectacular. They have great oh, dipping sauces. Gosh. And I, we we go there a lot for ice cream, like to get a blizzard. Their blizzards, so do we a lot because the boys do like some of them. Two out of the three like ice cream. Amy loves Dairy Queen ice cream. My mother-in-law will only eat that. My father-in-law buys ice cream for his dog from... <laughs> from uh, Dairy Queen, it's like I don't know. Well, it's see, thing. I, I've always been a standard Reese's uh, peanut butter cup Blizzard guy, but recently I discovered a new Blizzard, which I, is absolutely fantastic. I don't, I think it's seasonal. I don't know if it's there all the time, but it's called the Brownie Batter Blizzard. You get that with um, chocolate ice cream, and it, it kicks ass. I would get that. And then I discovered something else there called the Oreo Cup Fection. Cup Fection, so you get it in a cup. You get it in a cup like a Sunday, okay, and it's a, a hot, a hot brownie with oh. ice cream covered in hot fudge and Oreos with whipped cream on it, and it is 
unbelievable. It's that so sounds good. amazing. <laughs> and again, I'm not a big ice cream guy, but that kind of stuff I can eat. It's not like I, I don't want a cone, you know, like I don't want no. a cone of ice cream and like that kind of stuff. That's not mine. I looked up that Oreo cup faction once when I was eating it, and it's like a thousand calories. That doesn't surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> All right, we got to get moving. So uh, we got that, a long ways to go, man. Yeah, we're gonna be way over on this one. My or your number three? My number three is it's one of those that I haven't been to a whole lot. Okay, uh, I've been to it once in Chicago and a couple times in Vegas, and it is Shake Shack. I've never been there. Oh, uh, man, it is it is really good. I really, didn't, I didn't want to like it as much as I did because I thought this is a trendy bullshit. Like, it's kind of trendy. It's from, I believe, from the East Coast. Yeah. So they're just getting into this area. There's one downtown in Chicago. I, I was working some jobs in Chicago planting trees. Okay. And there and I had this job that I went back to several times. Mm-hmm. And there was a Shake Shack right across the street. So I went there a couple times. Is that a mis- Midwestern joint? or No, I think it's East it, Coast. Like it's from East New, Coast. It's from New York City, I believe. Okay. Um, but apparently there's they're reaching across the country. Yeah, well, I've been to one in Vegas. That's what I mean. Like, but they're, they're only like in bigger cities. They haven't sprawled out to suburbs yet. Okay. There might be one in like bigger suburbs like um, Gurnee or, you know, wherever that um, place is where the little strip mall is at the end of 294. I can't remember the name of that town. But, I don't know. Um, so anyway, they're not everywhere. But I've had chicken sandwiches there that were excellent. Their burgers are amazing. Their fries are amazing. Shake Shack, their shakes are really good, obviously. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. I haven't been there as many times as I'd like to be there, but it's like a step above. Like it's a... Really? It's one of those higher-end fast food restaurants. Okay. That'll be similar to my number two. All right. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. I've never been there, um, but I would love to try it. My number three is one that uh, we have discussed and I literally like blew up over their beef and cheddar. Oh. Arby's. They, they got, got the, the beef. They got the meats. We meats? got the meats. Oh, okay. I thought it was the beef. <laughs> I confused that with where's the beef, right. which is a completely different change that I'm not talking about. Arby's is just so good to me. And my biggest travesty about an RV, Arby's is that it's west on a road, which is called Route 6, and I just don't travel that way very yeah, often. Yeah, I mean, I used to go to the one in Dwight quite a bit. but Yeah, but they closed it. Yeah. And that sucks. So it now was, you have to go west very, on very, Route 6. It was a very poor quality one in Dwight. It was. Now you got to go west on Route 6 to go find it, and you know what? I will do that. I'm probably going to do that tomorrow. I kind of want to now. Yeah, I think I really am because I didn't know they had turnovers. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to get one of those tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to go to the dentist because I got a dentist appointment tomorrow at 11.45. Oh, you know perfect what I'm, time. You know what I'm doing directly after the dentist, which is my dentist is is on Route 6. Yeah. Right there. It's so, Arby's time. Let's go to Arby's and I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's my number three. All right. My number two is in the same vein as... Shake Shack and some of these others, it's like the second tier higher end fast food restaurant, I I feel like. Really? This is another one that came over from the East Coast, but has exploded across the country. I think it's probably one of the fastest growing 
uh, fast food restaurants of the last 10 years. Taco John. No. <laughs> um, it is Five Guys. Five Guys is this high for you? Oh, my God. I, I don't even have it on my list. Really? No. Nah. Have you ever eaten there? Lots. Oh, I absolutely love Five Guys. Their fries are amazing. And I don't even like fries that much, but their fries kick ass. I get it. And their burgers are... Big. They're perfection. They're very they big. They're, I think... It doesn't even feel like a fast food burger. It's a weird meld between like a real restaurant burger and a fast food burger. Completely agree with you. I do love them. I, I just had this issue where I felt like I had to put certain things on my list that I've, I don't know, went to and had more connection with. Even though I've had, I've eaten at the Five Guys in Joliet there on 30 multiple times. I mean, I've eaten a lot of Five Guys. I've had I've, their shakes are really good. Um, I don't get very many shakes, but the I agree with the burger being. It's it's almost it's not anything like a fast food burger. Correct. It's like an an actual burger you would get from like a burger joint. Like yeah, that, it feels like, like a, a real a real burger joint. So I feel like In and Out is the same way as that. Okay. Well, I, I mean that's that's the, that's the style, right? In and Out, Shake Shack. Five guys. They're the this new level of little higher end yes. fast food. Which they have another one in Juliet called Muya. I have not been there. So Muya's very good, but it's identical to that. Okay. Um, just l- much lesser known. Well, I, I love Five Guys and they're my number two. I will go there. If I if there's a Five Guys and I'm hungry and it's lunchtime. And I see a Five Guys, that's where I'm going. I don't disagree, and I should have probably put it on my list. I really should have. And I looked at it, I saw it on other people's lists that I was looking around at just to get names. And yeah, I I should have put it on my list. I feel bad that I didn't. But I don't think I would have it at number three. I had it at number two, so. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, give me your number two. That was your number two? Yeah. Holy crap, you're going to hate my number two. Oh, so bad. Uh, hey, I'm going to hate your number two. You are going to hate my number two. What? It's the standard. It's the Golden Arches. Oh, my gosh, Jerry. I have to put it up there because I frequent this establishment so much. I do. You don't ever go there? Oh, I go there all the time. Exactly. So I have it as my number two, McDonald's. I put Mac sauce on everything. That's what I was just telling you earlier. Once I realized you could put Mac sauce on everything, and... I didn't really even know that because I hate changing orders. I've never done it. But it's very easy to say, add Mac sauce. And they do, and it makes it so much better. Uh, I'm, I'm very intrigued by this. Because I love Big Mac sauce, but I'm not a huge fan of the Big Mac itself. No, because it's just... It's not big enough. You can get a better version of it when you get a McDouble. Yeah, there's more meat in it. I feel like there's more meat in a double cheeseburger than a Big Mac. But if you get a double quarter pounder... You can tell them to not put anything on a double quarter pounder besides Mac sauce. And that it sounds is, amazing. It is unbelievable. Yeah. It is absolutely unbelievable. Most of the time I do a McDouble because it's quick and cheap. And a, a, a double quarter pounder will make me so full by the end of it. Like, because I always have to get a large fry because I do like their fries. Their fries are the best in the business. They really are. I don't know what they do. But I'm pretty sure they put drugs in them. I don't know what they do either. I try to avoid fries at all costs because I find them to be empty calories that I don't enjoy that much. And I try to even avoid McDonald's fries. You can't keep me away from a potato, Chris. (laughs) You can't. Especially if it's fried. He's a potato guy. 
And I really am. And I, I don't know. It's just McDonald's is something that I can't get away from. Every There is a lot of people that have hate for McDonald's because it's bad food. I get it. But I love it. And again, I'm a typical American and I love them. I, I, it's my number two. Enough of that nonsense. Let's go to my number one. McDonald's. No way. Yeah, dude. I am obsessed with McDonald's. Dude. I couldn't put it as my number one. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I have to do it because it isn't trash food. McDonald's is high quality <laughs> fast food. It's not high quality at all. I don't agree with you they've, whatsoever. No, they've they've streamlined fast food to a point where it's so easy for them to do that for everyone to love. But it's not high quality. It's I don't, just I don't agree with good. That. It's, it's just very good. It's very good. And I I will almost always go to McDonald's as my first choice. I can't not. And I, I I go I go to McDonald's an embarrassing amount of times. So I mean it's embarrassing how much I eat at McDonald's. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna break this down for you, right? Okay. The standard McDonald's cheeseburger is my go to generally. The two cheeseburger meal. That's it? That's it. It's simple. Their cheeseburgers are so good, there's a perfect ratio of ketchup, mustard, bun that's like that rubbery bun that has that mouth feel to it yeah it's like it's like shortcake yes and uh meat it's the perfect ratio i'm not a huge fan of the mcdouble because i think it's too meaty there's not it's not in perfect Uh, ratio anymore that's ridiculous but here's something something happened to me that's been happening to me recently all right i'm like you know what i get a branch out from this cheeseburger thing i love a big mac but i never feel satisfied after i eat one i always want two and then i feel like that's ridiculous you can't they had they used to have the grand mac they came out with the grand mac and they were putting quarter pounder patties in the grand mac and you could get a triple yeah the grand mac was way better because they had bigger patties in there so the other day for the first time in a long time that i can remember i ordered a quarter pounder with cheese that's where it's at holy cow it's a whole different world it is the best value that you can get for burger it's like delicious. ratio it is delicious and it is the best patty there's a there was a kid um a high schooler from manuka that i knew from my church and he works at a mcdonald's he's a manager in the mcdonald's in manuka and he told he told me he's like listen if you're gonna order anything you need to order the quarter pounder do whatever you need to do to change it, whatever you want to do. He's like, but that patty that they have, they actually cook. They get them and they actually like cook them. Right. They don't just steam them. Right. And those are the ones that have the most meat, the the biggest patty that they have. And it is the best value for what you're going to get. I was like, all right. So I started getting more and more quarter pounders. Change my world. Yeah. Add the max sauce. I will. And I'm going to add that max sauce. Number two. Their chicken nuggets are the best in the business, in my opinion. I love McDonald's chicken nuggets more than anything else. Yeah. Number three, they got this little thing called sweet and sour sauce. They do. This, I would drink, I would, I would shampoo this into my hair. If it is the best sauce, hands down, of any sauce that I've ever had. This yeah. McDonald's sweet and sour sauce. It's very good. I will get one pack of the sauce per nug, Jerry. <laughs> per per nug. And then I'll dip my fries in it to clean them out. I know. Thirdly, fourthly, whatever I'm at, they got their breakfast game nailed. You're right. I didn't even think about the bref- breakfast, but you're For right. For the longest time, I was just a bacon, egg, and cheese bagel. That's what I was No doing. egg. 
I just get the bacon. Well, that's silly. The cheese and that sauce they put on those bagels. It's like a butter sauce, but just like I said about the honey sauce that KFC has, this butter sauce is different. So they do something to it. After that, I'm like, you know what? I gotta get something different here. So I would get a bacon, egg, and cheese bagel, and like a maybe a burrito, which are oh, great too. Yeah, they are. Um, then I'm like, I'm gonna get something different. I'm gonna get the McGriddle. McGriddles are phenomenal. Oh my lord, this thing is amazing. All right, so I eat that, and then for a while, you know, I'm like, and I've never been a big biscuit guy. And I told, I'm, I'm I, not a. Big I told you about guy. this earlier this year. Something happened, and one time I just go in there, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna order a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Yeah, the whole kit and caboodle. Leave the egg on. Sure. Take it. That It's changed my life. It's, Ru- so, it's ruined so, your life. It's so good. It's ruined my life. <laughs> it is frighteningly good, the bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Really? Yeah. I'm not a big biscuit guy, though. I just, I don't so, like the crumble. So they rock the breakfast game, maybe even more so than any other. To be honest, they do. Yeah, their their breakfast is bar none the best. But you can still go in there and get sausage and pancakes and all that jazz, and yeah, it's great. Can. And that's not bad either. No, it's by not. the way, they have the best coffee in the biz. Correct. Coffee is nailed it. Way too hot. They nailed the coffee game. They have some other good McCafe drinks. If you get like a, if you like your um, uh, vanilla sugar free vanilla iced coffee, yep, they got her nailed. Sometimes they put too much cream in. That annoys me. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, so across the board, McDonald's is where it's at for me. But it's the standard bear. The best sandwich they have for breakfast is the steak, egg, and cheese bagel. I used to get the steak, egg, and cheese bagel, but I just love bacon so much. You can add bacon to it. I don't man. want to add bacon and, onto a steak bagel. Why not? I like their steak. I've, I've never added like either, but now butter. I feel like I want to. I just like the bacon and cheese on a bagel. I don't need the egg. I don't fancy it up. Give me the sauce. Give me bacon. Give me cheese. That terrible shitty meat that they put on that steak and cheese bagel is the best thing in the world. I don't. It's not real steak. <laughs> it's gristle. I don't know what it is. It's so good though because they have that sauce. Whatever sauce that they dip it in. That sauce is amazing. I could lick that sauce. All it's you know, so it's good. And then their shakes are killer. And uh, if you ever were to tempt a McFlurry. They're pretty good, too. Yes. So that was your number one? Yes. My number one. What is it, Jerry? The Bell. Taco Taco Bell Bell is your number one? Is my number one. You can't beat Taco Bell in my world. You can't beat a taco in my world. I do like a taco. I love everything about tacos. I didn't want McDonald's. McDonald's is my number one, and I changed it before we started this episode. And the reason for that is because... Taco Bell has so many different options. But they don't have the breakfast game solid. They don't, and you're right. They don't. But if I want something so delicious that is different than the regular old burger... I agree with all that. It's just the versatility of a McDonald's makes it an automatic number one choice. It's a coffee shop, it's a breakfast shop, and it's a lunch and dinner place. I know, but we're talking about fast food joints that we love, right? And I love tacos. You can get any taco there and you will enjoy it. Agreed. You will enjoy anything they pass out the window. I can go there and be like, hey, I'll take whatever you want to give me. And they go up to the I go up to the window and they give it to me. And I will be thoroughly satisfied with whatever they give me. I don't need sauces. It's just the taco. I will say um, they have a sauce because I'm a sauce guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They nailed it. I, I I like any, I have no qualms about hot things. 
So a lot of people right? will automati- automatically go to the fire sauce and be like, I want the hottest. Love that fire sauce, though. It's good, but it doesn't have the best flavor. The best flavor is in the mild sauce. Mm, it is an ex- outstanding sauce. So I will go for the mild sauce, even though it's not as spicy or as exciting, but it has a better flavor to it. But Try it. It's something about their chalupas for me. I love a chalupa. What were the ones that were the chalupa with the hard shell? So you got the soft and the hard. I don't think they have them anymore. No, it was a... You're thinking of a crunch wrap. No, 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 no. It was a chalupa, but it had a hard shell in it too. I don't remember what it was called. Yeah. But I always got the nacho cheese chalupa. I'd get a steak chalupa. Get a. They change their menu a lot too. They like get rid of stuff that I like. I know, but they had... Here's what was my mainstay for a long time with Taco Bell back when I was in high school is their chili... It's ridiculous but it was a chili cheese burrito that's all i used to get i have that i've had that yeah it was a chili cheese burrito i used to get two of them when i was in high school i'd go over to my brothers and then in ottawa and i'd go to taco bell and i'd get two chili cheese burritos eat them on the way home and it was the best time of my entire life <laughs> <laughs> it's just i was driving in my old and you always got to mix you always got to mix in the dew when you're at Taco oh yeah, Bell, you I always had Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew and a chili cheese burrito was my was what kept me alive for the majority of my life, and that's why Taco Bell is my number one. And I've had so many in like encounters with Taco Bell at late nights, third meal, or no, what is it, fourth meal, fourth meal, that I just. They were the best times. I've never ever. had their breakfast. They do have breakfast stuff now. Yeah, I, I've never had them. I've either. never had a choco I don't taco. I've never had a churro. A choco taco is a regular chocolate taco that you can get at a gas station. Yeah, they have them at have them like something like that. Oh, taco they do. Bell. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, they're uh, what are those called? Those little cinnamon things. Oh, empanadas. They've got an apple cinnamon empanada that I would also get never all the had time. That. that are hot. And I love apple and cinnamon together, and that's what's in there. And it's like a caramel sauce inside with the apples. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It gets me. And Taco Bell is my number one. Well, there you have it, folks. So now that we've had this orgasmic experience, Chris... I think we need to leave and go to a Taco Bell. I really want to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Give us your top tens. We want to hear your top tens for fast food. For sure. We want your feedback. Uh, You send us a top ten, and we will put it on our social media and say, hey, this fan said this is their top ten to our top ten. And we post the episode. Um, So let us know what you think. We have a patreon.com slash snarf comics where you can get extra content that we put out regularly we have honorable mentions all the time of other you know fast food joints or cereals that we did a few times ago all sorts of different honorable mentions and extra content that you can get from there it may cost you a little bit of money but you're supporting a good cause yes uh we have t-shirts and hoodies for sale as well so contact us if you'd like any of that uh for snarf talk this week i've been chris i am jerry see ya 